0: Okay, hi again, everybody. Uh, I'm here again with uh, Pharaoh Hazard, AKA Lily. Um, we're gonna talk about a very interesting film. Um, we've actually just been talking about it a little bit just before we went live and it's, I'm already excited. Um, so we're gonna talk about The Fall, which is a film by Tarsim, Tarsim Singh, uh, a very interesting director. Um, he's kind of, what he's known for is like commercials and music videos. It's like one of those like I feel like in the '90s, there was a bunch of people that were really big, who made music videos, who then directed. So like Spike Jones, um, was David Fincher. There's there's some other ones uh, Didn't and
1: Zack Snyder's kind of start out like that too. I thought he's, like, yeah.
0: He's a commercial guy. Yeah, he was a big commercial guy. Um, I, I think he still kind of does commercials. So yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Spot on, and yeah, because he he Tarsem did commercials for like, or, or music videos for like REM and some other pretty big bands. I think he did the Losing My Religion um, music video. He directed that, and he recently directed this really cool Lady Gaga video. Um, I think it's like Nine One One or something like that. I, I forget what it's called, but it's cool. It's very cool. It's very cool.
2: Nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very cool. Um, and it's very Tarsem too. So, um, this movie is, like, this movie is, like, the definition of, like, a cult classic. It's, for whatever reason, it, it, you know, it's a movie that was made, it's basically a labor of love. It's a person who wanted to make this story, like, really badly, and a group of people who wanted to just make this movie the way they wanted to make it, not the way anyone else wanted to make it. So, he largely self-funded it did all these things where he would do commercial shoots in different countries and then on the side shoot this movie. Um, it took him four years to shoot it. They shot in over 20 countries. And it you can tell that it was like the, this is another thing. He has a really good eye for like finding places that feel cinematic. Eh. Cause you can shoot in different places. and It could maybe not feel like it's like, okay, whatever. That's where, This you can really tell and feel, okay, that's that feels like a different planet.
1: I totally agree. Like it does it feels very foreign, it feels very alien. It feels very fairy tale, which I think this movie definitely has like that fairy tale element going for it. And it's like if you you can tell when a director loves where they're filming, when they are just like when the when the landscape is just as much of a character as like the people in front of us or the actors in front of us then you know like how much a director is just like gets gets it and <laughs> yeah. like Mad Max Fury Road is like the same thing you yeah. can tell when a director's just like this is my world this is yeah. where my characters need to live and breathe
0: yeah totally so do you remember like when you first saw The Fall or like when you first like heard about it
1: I do actually this is this is a movie that my older sister um introduced me to a lot of like uh, cult movies like i watched the crow because of her i watched um the fall in the company of wolves um uh, she likes all, her her and her boyfriend have like some pretty good taste in obscure of, like not always b movies but like artsy artsy movies and i was probably like 16 or 17 and she was like you need to watch this movie the fall like i know you're going to like it and the way she hooked me was that lee pace is super cute so i was like okay it has a cute guy in it I'll give it a go. <laughs> so I watched it and I was just like, yeah, it's- <laughs> my little 16 year old brain could not yeah. handle it. I was like, "I don't give a shit about how cute he is. I'm bawling my eyes out right now. Like, yeah. He can be as cute as he wants, but this is just killing me. And, you know, as you like watch it, as you get older, I think it's a great movie to watch like at different periods in your life because when you're, that young, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna be an, I'm gonna be an artsy film lover, and I'm only gonna watch like underground movies <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but as you get older, you, you, I relate a lot to Alexandria's character, especially in the, the eavesdropping sense. Like she doesn't necessarily, yeah. mean, she means to. Like she definitely knows what she's doing, but at other times, she just kind of falls into these situations where something tragic is happening, or there's. Not only does she not fully understand the English language, but body language is a huge thing. I think anybody can interpret that. Um, but her, like, sneaking around corners and listening to uh, listening in on adults is something that, like, you don't, you don't get it until you're older. You know what I mean? Yes. I think we've all, like, had that experience mm-hmm. of, like, oh, mom and dad just said something, like, earth-shattering. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tuck that away in my subconscious because my little kid brain can't handle it right now. And I'm going to move on and then have a realization when I'm 30. So... Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's little stuff like that that just makes this movie so human and just it blew my mind. I, it blew my mind. And it's been one of my favorite movies ever since.
0: Yeah, like you're saying, it does a really good job of like all this stuff is happening. And it, it's when you really pay attention, then you kind of understand all the things that are going on that she probably doesn't totally get, but no, it's happening yeah. right around her. All the stuff with Roy and like what, what happened with Roy, um, the main character. Well, one of the main characters, um, and it's 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 really just like it's so that's how children kind of interact in in the world. They're just kind of like going around doing the thing. They're mm-hmm. happy. They're in this fantasy world, and all this adult drama stuff is happening.
1: Yeah, voices um, carry. <laughs> voices yeah. carry, and it, that information doesn't always leave you until until you're again. You're much older. I would love to see. I know it will never happen, but I would love to see a sequel of um, of Alexandra being like a stunt woman in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, I would, or so- hear- I would love that.
0: Yeah, I would love. I would love to see something, some kind of continuation or some other kind of thing related to this.
1: A graphic novel would have been. I feel that like this would have fit it perfectly. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> a graphic novel would be great. So, uh, Aaron from Horror with Sir Sturdy, who I do a podcast with. Oh hello. Um, he, he's he's asking about what movie we're reviewing. We're, we're reviewing The Fall, um, Aaron. And so actually, so um, so Aaron and, uh, and like, we, we started making this thing where there's a, a giant wheel where you can randomly choose a movie. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and we actually have a bunch of wheels that have different movies on it. But the fall is on one of the wheels, so maybe someday we'll I'll review it with them, which would be cool.
1: Hey, it's just another excuse to talk about this movie, and I could literally just—I yeah. I, want to watch it again. That's what this movie does for me.
0: I know, uh, yeah, yeah. I I watched it like a couple days ago, and I'm just like, I just get sucked in every time. Every time, I just love everything about it. It's so cool
1: it's funny i so after i watched it one of the movies i watched after it was the princess bride and they're very similar in that story like kind of sense i'm like oh my Mm -hmm. god like it's obviously very very different like very different stories very different like everything but it's still got that you know like telling the story and then you see it like i love that i love it
0: i think this other person on um uh, wants to know what you're drinking.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm drinking a frozen mocha from Panera Bread because I used to work for Panera Bread for 10 years and I hate them, but I am addicted to their frozen
0: mochas. Yeah, they 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 got you.
1: Yeah, it's glorified hospital food. Yeah. Hospital <laughs> food. It is. I, I've eaten everything that's there and it's glorified hospital food. It is expensive hospital food. Oh my
0: God. That's the worst. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, if you want to spend $30 for a sandwich, soup, and drink, go to Panera Bread.
0: (laughs) Aaron's inviting you on the podcast if we ever review the fall on there. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I feel like, so my first time I heard about this movie, um, I feel like I I saw it pretty pretty much right away. Because, like, I was big into, like, the cinephile community at that point. And so, once the trailer for this movie came out, people were like, "Whoa, this is this is kind of out there." Because it, it it you can tell from the trailer that this is a unique experience. Mm. You know, um, you can see the sets and like all the like super epic stuff, um, and it just looks it looks like a, a unique experience. And at some point, I think it came out on. I think at some point it was actually on Netflix uh, and I think I rented the DVD on Netflix it was like the first time I watched it
2: Bye. and
0: man, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things and it was like, I was immediately like, this movie's really good. Cause like, you know, there's, there's a lot of film, like I feel like the fall and I've been thinking about this, like every year I kind of make a list of films that I'm really looking forward to and some of them turn out good. Some of them turn out like whatever. Um, the fall was like a movie that exceeded my expectations for sure
1: when every time it. like every yeah. time I watch <laughs> it, it exceeds my expectations and it's one of those movies that like i i think i i find something new I find something to yeah. love about it like yeah. like the significance of oranges is very interesting, like she's constantly receiving oranges and just
0: yeah. <sighs> There's so much there. There's yeah. so
1: much there. It's just like I said. It's literally every frame mm-hmm. is a painting, and yeah. also like this is one of those few movies that actually, I, at least I feel, portrays old Hollywood or that 1920s, almost 30s feel very well. Like I Like it feels like this is actually like a little time capsule, like placed in that that time. Period. It does. It feels yeah. very authentic, like because you know how sometimes Hollywood movies they dress it up too much. It's it oh, make it very
0: fancy and make it very, very
1: fancy, very just very, it looks very plastic. I know that sounds really, that sounds kind of weird, but it has almost like this weird glossiness over it and glorified and, oh, nostalgia, the fifties or yeah. like the thirties were so great. And it's like, yeah, they actually sucked. but yeah, <laughs> totally yeah. It was, it was, was still a thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was people, um, you know, there was no, there wasn't really electricity. There wasn't, yeah, it was, it was kind of, you know, it it was kind of like Stone Age or whatever. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, to us, it was definitely the Stone yeah. Age. But like, this, but like this movie actually shows it in a because it's all average people. It's all blue collar people for the majority of the of the movie, and I just and our main um, character is an immigrant, like you said. Mm-hmm. And our main character is an immigrant, so we're seeing it also through how she sees it. How it's not and it's not glorified most of the time. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So one other thing I wanted to just talk about real quick. Um, so the person who did the costumes for this film, um, Iko Ishi- Ishioka.
1: Was that her? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's so she's like one of the greatest costume designers in the history of film, like straight up, <laughs> like straight up one of the greatest ever. So she won an Oscar for doing the costumes for Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Yeah. which are also really fucking brilliant.
1: Um, there's a there's a costume in it in uh, nurse Evelyn's wedding dress in the oh film. my god I was like that is looks like it's straight up out of Dracula like it was yeah so intense like she,
0: she has a very distinct style and like if you watch because she did she also did um the cell one of his what, another Tar-Sem film um there's a couple other like Dracula if you if you look at all the costumes um, and they work together quite a bit. They also did like immortals, and her costumes are always so good they're always really distinct they're very visually compelling
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i it's just it's just super brilliant. it's just so brilliant like her work and this is this is one of the best this is another thing it's one of the best
2: mm-hmm. there's so
0: many outfits that are just like like otherworldly, you know. <laughs>
1: very otherworldly. Her use of color or even sometimes... The thing is, she does all of these really brilliant costumes, but then she can do something very minimalist like the red or the blue bandit's costume. Like Lee Pace's costume that he wears the majority of the film is very Mm -hmm. minimalist. You know, there's tiny little pop of color, but it's just a black outfit for most of it. Mm -hmm. And then you have something like, you know, um, like the Indians character like green and beautiful and just like popping and it's just like, oh god it's just this movie is just literally just like an orgasm for your eyes I, know. If yeah. I can that, like it's just,
0: it's just everything like every yeah the costumes are just because they feel so like kind of mythical and like kind of cool and because this is like before like the really big superhero stuff like i almost feel mm-hmm. like i don't think you people would consider this a superhero film it's it's basically a fairy tale yeah but um the way the way that all the characters look and like Freaking Charles Darwin, who's just a nerdy white dude, and he's wearing this like massive
1: coat. coat. Yeah, <laughs> that's just like, it's just like, dude, why are you wearing that big ass coat? Like, he's, I can't imagine how hard that must have been for that actor in the desert in the, the majority desert. of the time. <laughs> like, oh, God, I hope they had some water bottles nearby for him
0: <laughs> or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the costumes are like insane. They're insane.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's just so many scenes where it's like, wow, that's. And like like the thing that Evelyn is wearing with like the it like parts like this. <laughs> yep. It's like.
1: It's like a veil, but it's also like one of those like old timey fans women used to wear, yeah, like it's that kind yeah. of material. But then it's also just like this this veil in front of her too. It's just like.
0: Yeah, it's so cool. It's it's just so cool, and yeah, it's just like every all of that is in this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie has literally everything. It has. Everything.
0: <laughs> it has literally everything. Okay, cool. So, um, all right. So, yeah, let's start talking about the plot, basically. So, this film starts, and this is another thing too, right? So, this film starts with one of the best title sequences ever of all time in the history of yes. films, where it's uh, it's all like cut to um, this uh, was it? it's a Beethoven uh, song, um, and one of the one of the like uh great. Actually, songs in cinema. Like I've, I've, I've seen mm. it used in a lot of different, different circumstances. Um, yeah, Aaron, Aaron can't wait to see the movie. <laughs> you, you'll like it. It's very good. It's not. Go. Um, I, I, made them. I made I Have you ever watched Koyaanisqatsi? I
1: don't believe so. Okay,
0: it's, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy movie. I made them watch that. <laughs> it's, a, it, it has no narrative at all. It's a non-narrative oh. film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a non narrative documentary. I'm going to watch that. Um, so anyway, so yeah, like this opening title sequence is like so cool.
1: Yeah, and it's also like a director who understands slow motion is so rare because slow motion was just like, as soon as they discovered it, they were like, oh, wow. Like I just finished watching all of the Rocky movies, and let me tell you, they yeah. did not understand slow motion. <laughs> it was too much but this whole scene is very you know how old movies are really sped up like everyone's moving like really quickly this is the opposite of that which I really like I don't know if that was on purpose or what but I love that about it everyone's moving really slowly you don't really know really what's going on and it in co- stark contrast to the rest of the film which is in big bold colors moving really quickly we have this exciting yeah. story but the slow burn like builds yeah, up
0: to slow that slow and it's like it's all these really cool camera moves there's a lot of cool there's a lot just like just this opening title sequence alone
1: <laughs> and like there's some you know, even, cool like, even the water droplets a little yeah. bit and you're not really sure what's going on and everyone's kind mm-hmm. of like because no one's moving really quickly. So it kind of just, you kind of just have to figure it out a little bit. And yeah. as the movie progresses, more things become clearer, but, oh, sorry.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's all good.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's so, there's so many cool, cool shots. Like you see a guy kind of emerge out of the smoke
2: mm-hmm. and
0: then you see, uh, you know, people just like watching, looking at what's happening. Then you see a bridge with a train. And then you see they've like they've got a crane that's pulling a horse out of the water. Mm-hmm. It's like what? Yeah, <laughs> and it's all in black and white. It's all in black and white. Yep. Oh my god, it's so brilliant. And this is just the title sequence.
1: Yeah, this is just the opening scene, sequence, which, like, again, you can tell a really good, exciting story without explosions going on all over the place. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, and so yeah, at the end of this, you know, title sequence. The fall, and then it goes to Los Angeles. Once upon a time, and it's it's this hospital near an orange farm, in Los Angeles in the 1920s, and we see the main character Alexandria, and she has like her arms like kind of got a, in a cast with a little thing, um, <clears throat> and she's like trying to give this note to Nurse Evelyn, she like throws it out the window, but then it falls into uh, this the window of where Roy is, where this other character. And, um, so she's like trying to find the note after she tries to give it to the nurse, which is super cute. And then, um, we see like, like this is the other thing too. That's so cool. is like, you know, it's one of those things where like, there's all this stuff that happens in the world that then goes into the story world. And so like, she sees this guy in one of those old school x-ray outfits, which is like, um, it's pretty interesting, like, the way that those outfits look, because, like, they're wearing metal, it's all metal.
1: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty, it's, this, it's, oh, it, and that would scare me shitless, probably, as a kid, too, I'm not gonna lie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's basically, like, the original Iron Man costume.
1: Yeah, it's big, and it's clunky, it's mm-hmm. <clears> pretty <throat> ominous looking, and... It doesn't help that he just kind of stares at her for a second. I mean, yeah. not, there's nothing threatening from him at all, but it feels threatening if you're a kid and you don't really get,
0: get you, it. You don't understand. Yeah, you don't understand what x-ray machines are. Um, not only just as, as a kid, but I, I don't think most people probably really understood it. Anyway.
1: It's magic. Just yeah, magic. magic. <laughs> yeah. um, She's a witch.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. burner. Um, so then Alexandria goes and finds Rory and then she takes her... Um, her little note back. And then they kind of start having a conversation because he's, like, kind of bedridden. Um, he's like, oh, how do you go to the party? It's like, oh, I don't. They just let me go right here. It's like, oh, you're you're lying. <laughs> it's very cute. Um, and then Roy starts to tell her a story about Alexander the Great. And then we get, like, our first... Um, I think this is... You were talking about the shot of, like, Alexander's, like, looking out the window or something, and then there's, like, a horse... Mm-hmm. There's like the silhouette of a horse but the but it's sort of like a pictograph or whatever it's like upside down and then the door opens and she sees the horse out there um, and the horse it, it's it's really cool um and then that kind of brings her into this you know this story
2: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> where it's Alexander the Great in the middle of a desert and yeah they just do all this stuff that's like so cool. it's like he's like telling the story it's like yeah Alexander the Great, but he didn't have a horse so he gets off the horse. He was in a desert, and then, mm-hmm. like, he, they go from... It looks like Italy to a desert.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think they, sh- they shot in, like, the desert in Namibia. Um, Yeah, it's really cool. And it's... it's Like, immediately you get some really cool visuals.
1: Yes. You get like, some really cool visuals, indeed.
0: There's one shot of a guy on a horse on top of a sand dune. And I don't know if they... They probably had the the... The camera on like a, a airplane or something and you could just see it going back and see how big the sand dune is mm-hmm. um just so br- like the way that they use locate because like again you can shoot in different places and sometimes it just looks mundane the way that he shot the locations it feels like you're going to a different place
1: exactly and, and it, every
0: place feels different
1: exactly and every place feels different and it, it really it immediately immerses you in not just like how how Alexandria is imagining this world or where Alexander the Great is, it also gives you a little, like Roy's being creative, you know, he's embellishing probably some things, but he's mm-hmm. also, you're, you're getting a taste of how he describes things, which then in yeah. turn will influence how she imagines them too.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um... Yeah, one other thing I I wanted to 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 point out is like the score for this film is actually really good. Yes. Like it's really right. <laughs> it's really well done. It's kind of underrated um, because like like they we get this really cool score when they uh, go into this scene <clears throat> and it's 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 very epic. It's very like kind of til- brings you into this this part of the story. And the score does a great job in every different story of like highlighting something about <clears throat> what's going on. Um, yeah, and so basically, Roy's like, "Oh yeah," and then Alexander dumped the water, and she just <laughs> Alexander's just like, "Why?" She didn't like that part of the story, basically.
1: No, she, she thought like, it was stupid. <laughs>
0: yeah, she thought it was stupid. She was like, oh, I wouldn't do that. He was like, "Well, Roy's like, what would you do?" Oh, I would just give them all a little beat. <laughs> Oh, it's so cute! Yeah.
1: Which again, They're... a kid, a kid wouldn't get the the metaphor or like the analogy or anything. She would just think, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Why would you throw out water if you need water?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just like uh, I I would drink the water, you know. So <laughs> um, and then were I was like, okay, come back tomorrow, and I'll tell you I'll tell you an epic tale of love and adventure. Okay. Um, <laughs> so then Alexandra like comes back the next day. And um, within the scene, like, so she comes to see him and then all this stuff is happening in the background. And then we get a little bit of a sense. First off, we get more of like, who are gonna be the characters in, in her story world. Like just random people that she meets. There's like a priest uh, at, this, um, at this hospital <clears throat> um, and he's gonna be part of the story world. And then there's some other people that are just like in the hospital who are also gonna be part of the story world. And then Roy, um, like a lot of the backstory, kind of happens in the background. Like basically, where was a stunt man? He was injured doing a stunt, and he's kind of basically his girlfriend or some someone that he was dating or something that he loved, something like that. Kind of left him for like the star of the movie, and it's got him. Yeah, (laughs) it's got him lovesick and also suicidal. Oh
1: yeah, he's incredibly depressed. He's incredibly
0: depressed. He's super depressed and um and suicidal and so then you know the two of them meet up again and she's like tell me the story now tell me the epic (laughs) and then he's he's like okay four men waited impatiently on calm sea and all there were five of them and they were all trying to get revenge on governor (laughs) odious and they all each swore to be responsible for governor odious's death and then we kind of get into the story world it starts with like we see the stars in the sky and they're all on this reef out. What's crazy too is like a lot of these are real places.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: And they're just so beautiful. Like they're on this it's Butterfly Reef. It's in um it's in Fiji, I believe. It's in Fiji. It's very cool. So then Roy is telling the 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 story of all these people who want revenge on Governor Odius. So the first one is this ex-slave Otabenga. And we get this really cool, again, the score is great. They do this kind of like slave hymnal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's him and his, he's toiling in this uh, kind of, it looks like a sugar farm, sugar plantation. And his, his brother dies. And then he's like, he's he gets pissed off and he gets out of the shackles, burns all the, the sugar and he swears revenge on uh, <laughs> Governor Odious for killing his brother. Um, and then Alexander says,
2: oh, I like him! <laughs> I like <laughs> really him. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Then the second one is the Indian. And so his story is that um, he he's married to the most beautiful squaw in the world, and then Governor Odious, like, was smitten by her and so he somehow saw her face. So the Indian tried to lock her up in his, like, tower or mansion or whatever it is. And, uh, but then she got stolen by Governor Odious. <clears throat> and she then gets put into the Labyrinth of Despair, another mm-hmm. crazy, cool, <laughs> real location. Oh, my <laughs> God,
1: yeah. I was like, yeah, that looks like terror and carna. Holy yeah. shit. And like, all these weird intertwining steps and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs>
0: and like you said, this is just a couple minutes in the movie. Yes. And we get some of the coolest, some of the absolutely coolest stuff. Like, these locations are just so, like, it just makes you feel like you're in a fantasy world.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like these aren't sets though; these are this, this yeah. is like real, real places.
0: It's a real place, yeah. Um, and so, so then to get out of the labyrinth of despair, she jumps off a a, a tall cliff or something and kills herself. And <clears throat> you know, the Indian he swears to get revenge for what he did. Now, a, a funny thing too here. So this is where things one of the things that started is like the misunderstandings, basically.
1: Yes, this was that what I was talking
0: about before. This was it. <laughs> so she, um, so she, one of the people who she picks fruit with is an Indian from India. Now Roy, who's an American, thinks of Indian Native American,
1: but it's Danny her does it's, cowboy movies uh, mostly too. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. But it's her story
1: mm-hmm. in her head,
0: and so the Indian is a dude from India. <laughs>
1: Which again, there's that kid logic. That's all she knows. That's the only thing she has to associate with Indian and India. That's so it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. So when he's telling the story, and I, I just love that every time. Like he gets me. I'm just like, that is, that is so. so, Like, this is exactly what would happen. Like if if you're a little kid and you're an immigrant and you have no association to what Native Americans are or were. And your only association is to the word Indian is the country of India. This is so something that you would relate it to. And I just, I love that.
0: I love yeah, that. totally. You would just think of in like Indian people. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what she does. And then, so the Indian is a guy from India. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's Which great. makes me think, I wonder how this story looked in, in, um, in Roy's mind. Hand. I yeah. wonder how this looked in his head. Probably more of like a cowboy Western, I would it's, assume.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably, um, and then the bandit would kind of look more like, um, like, uh, Jesse James or something like that.
1: Yeah. Something like that, you know, yeah. um, or the Lone Ranger or some,
0: I would assume. Yeah. Yep. Like the Lone Ranger. That's a, that's a good, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, but it's her story. And so, uh, the Indian is from India. <laughs> and then, so the third person is uh, Luigi who, um. Basically, uh, Governor Odious kind of exiles him because he creates these explosives that are too powerful, mm-hmm. and so we get this really cool shot of him in like it's like Italy or Rome or something like that, and he's just like walking around and no one will talk to him. It's really cool,
2: mm-hmm.
0: really cool stuff. And so then, because you know, he's like, oh, even his priests wouldn't talk to him. So then he, he went uh, too far. Went too far, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so then he he has to get revenge on Governor Odious. And the fourth is Charles Darwin. Um, so Charles Darwin and his little monkey. I forget the... Wallace, Wallace the (laughs) monkey. Yeah, and, um, what's kind of funny here is, like, uh, Wallace the monkey is supposed to represent... I forget, it's this other guy who was, like, around at the same time, and they kind of... both of them kind of together discovered, um, the ideas of evolution, but Darwin got a lot of the credit for it. Um... And so the monkey is like, the monkey is giving him all these ideas, basically.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and so only he can understand the monkey. And the monkey's like, oh, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's taking all the credit because it's a monkey. And, you know, a monkey can't be like, hey, no, I, I'm the one who invented evolution. <laughs> and so, so him and the monkey are looking for this uh, butterfly, this rare butterfly, Amer- Americana exotica. And one day, Governor Odious sends them a dead one. So they're like, okay, screw you. We're going
2: to get revenge on you.
1: <laughs> Which I think, out of all of their, like, backstory as to why they don't like Governor Odius, this is, like, just kind of one of the meanest. <laughs> because he just sends them a dead butterfly for, like, just to be a jerk, basically. Yeah, he's,
0: he's, um, yeah, he's an asshole. Governor Odius is an asshole, right? He's just a mm-hmm. terrible person. Um, I think he just doesn't like monkeys.
1: it was just not like monkeys
0: yeah and so then the fifth one is the gap tooth bandit and so they were brothers who separated and then um governor odious captured the brother and was threatening to kill him and their their mission of these five guys is not just to get revenge on governor odious but to save the gap tooth bandit's brother so there's like the blue bandit and like the the black bandit and um the other character is the, the black bandit. And th- the, another thing that we saw earlier uh, in the film was uh, Alexandria has this little trinket box and um, in the box, there's like pictures of, you know, a bunch of stuff that she has, you know, little toys that she's taken, people have given to her. And one of them is like a uh, picture of her dad. He's got like a gap tooth. And so Roy like makes the character, the main, uh, the bandit character, um, kind of like her dad at first which is kind of interesting um, yeah another thing I wanted to bring up is like this This film does a lot of cool stuff with like these kind of match cuts so like when, when you see them and they kind of goes to the butterfly reef like mm-hmm. you see a butterfly and then it like kind of match cuts into the actual place
1: Mhm.
0: it's just so cool
1: it's pretty good they do a <laughs> few of those that are really good
0: yeah yeah so then, um, Wallace the monkey has an idea. He's like, "Oh, hey, you should do this thing," and you know, we see uh, we see Charles Darwin take credit for it. And so they decide to hitch a ride on some elephants
1: because <laughs> the uh, the gap tooth bandit can't swim.
0: Can't swim. Yeah. So he's stuck until they can find a way out. And then this elephant comes to help them out, and we get these shots in the water of an elephant. With these other actors swimming around,
1: yeah, and I don't think those were then. I think those were actually like the characters or the actors like swimming around this massive elephant, which are already imposing on land. Yeah, and then you put one in the water, and it's just—it's funny. You put it in the water, and it's still large and you know massive, but it's elephants are actually really graceful in the water. Like you
2: wouldn't—you
1: wouldn't like equate the two, yeah. And they just kind of like fumble around, and it's really, it's yeah. just a really cute scene, and then I love the Gap Tooth band and how excited he is, and he's yeah. like, yay! Thank you, my beautiful friend! And, yeah! This is a great idea! You're a genius!
2: <laughs> You're a
1: genius!
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: great. He has his accent. Um, yeah, we should, like, so, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Lee Pace is, like, he's really great in this movie. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: He's really great and like before this he had been in like he was in this tv movie where he like played basically i mean i don't think people would call it that at the time but it was like a transgender person who was like an ex-military person
1: i have i've never seen it but i have heard of it before
0: yeah i haven't seen it either but that was kind of like the first thing he was known for and then he did this and then it's kind of interesting because like basically the right people saw this film and then he was in a bunch of other stuff after that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think it's, it's so interesting that he did this. And he went on to be in, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Pushing Daisies. It's one of my favorite short-lived shows. <laughs> it ends on such a cliffhanger. And it's super unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, because it that didn't sucks. get renewed for, a, I believe it, it only had three seasons. Mm-hmm. Great cast. Uh, Brian Fuller was the creator of it. Um, and it's a very, it's a weird show. It's a very mm-hmm. weird show, um, and it's not exactly like The Fall, but there's definitely similar, like mm-hmm. fairy tale, otherworldly elements that are at yeah. play. And he was so good in that, very, yeah. very good.
0: Yeah, he's he's so first off, he's like very tall and very kind of like
1: sinewy, handsome.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like that got the handsome American look, you know. Um, yeah,
1: that's one way of putting it. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No,
1: it's all good. The man is and gorgeous. Like he has this neck. I'm sorry. I love that the costume costume designers put him in things that make his neck look great because this man has got a neck like an elk. And it's just <laughs> like I did not like the Hobbit movies, but he looked so good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, where he plays an elf, yeah.
1: His costumes are just on point and he is just living it. <laughs> and it's great.
0: Yeah, totally. And and I feel I think that basically he he ended up in the Hobbit because of this film, like um,
1: doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah,
0: were, he was like, uh, what's his name? Uh, saw this film, and was like, oh yeah, I, I want to cast him as as that character. So it's yeah, it's very cool. Um, and yeah, he's he's brilliant. And like, one of the things so, like in the uh, there's also a couple of commentary tracks. So there's a there's a track with um, Sam. and there's a track with. Um, Dan Gilroy, one of the co-producers and Lee Pace talking about the film. And one of the things that's really cool is like Lee Pace talking about acting with the child actress and like how kind of authentic she was, but also like how she didn't, there's, there's some like small things she didn't get. Like they talk about like when they're doing these scenes in the hospital, how she's like, she kind of like moving away from the light in a way. To almost obscure her face and so um lee pace had to like kind of make sure that she was lit well <laughs> you know because like like if she's in the dark it's not gonna you're not gonna really be able to to see her the right way
1: that's um that's just like because one of the funny things about kids that i'm slowly learning is that they like being the center of the t- of attention on their terms if yeah. you put them in a situation where, like, a smile for the camera, or I need you to go do this activity that everyone's going to be watching you doing, they're going to resist that to an extent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's very funny that she's trying to, like, you know, maybe she's a little shy. Maybe it's in her eyes. Maybe she doesn't want to be the center of attention at that moment in time. And mm-hmm. I just, that's really sweet. That's so cute.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but he's, like, super cognizant and, like, trying to, like, kind of be, accommodate her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because her acting is actually really good. It's very authentic.
1: It's It's so authentic. authentic. It's it's so, it's so lovely. (laughs) And their chemistry is just, you can tell sometimes when like someone's playing a parent, they're not being the parent in a movie. Mm -hmm. And not that he's her parent or anything, but there's like this, you get a sense that this actress trusts Lee Pace. Like, yeah, I'll I'll sit in the bed with him and listen to him. Tell me a story like, yeah, that's fine. It's, it's very sweet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like for real. Yeah. It's great.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's great um yeah so continuing with their little adventure so uh the the five of them they come to this like sandbar after the elephant kind of drops them off and we get some by the way we get some like really insanely cool shots here like stuff that people probably wouldn't appreciate so again like it's one thing to like be at a sandbar right it's another thing, like, you can tell this, this wherever they are is in the middle of some, like, mountain range or something. Mm-hmm. It's, like, so beautiful. Um, and then there's a tree in the middle of this
1: sandbar. <laughs> it's ugly, it's old, it's all yeah. burnt up. It's just not, it's not an attractive tree.
0: Yeah, by the way, they had to, like, they had to basically ferry this tree to where they put it. and <laughs> And then burn it. It's crazy. Um, and so, uh, they go to the, they go to this place and then someone bursts out of the tree, this character, the mystic and the, yeah, the mystic, this cool dude, and he kind of talks in a really kind of funny way. It's, it's like, you know, it's not English. Like, ah, da, 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 you know,
1: <laughs> it's it's gobbledygook. You know? <laughs> yes, it's
0: gibberish. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the, 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 the mystic offers to help them fight Governor Odious, but then they, they declined because they think it's, he can't really help them. So then, Otabanga, um like gets gets a fish with his one of, with his bow and arrow, and they're like, "Oh, we'll use this fish to to get to get in uh, to to trick him to get uh, revenge on him." So then we get this cool sequence where they're like, they're at this building. I mean, the real in real life it's like a mosque, and so you know for us it just looks like a temple or something. And then we get uh, so then we get to see like his governor Odysseus, is like i don't know i don't have like henchmen basically
1: yeah they i feel like i feel like they have a that sounds like hyena noises that are coming out of them that's what it's, it sounds like i like that
0: it's a hyena noise yeah i great. love hyenas <laughs> yeah it's cool um so so then they go to the temple and like oh i'll give you i'll give you a uh, fish let me in i'll give you fish and they're like, uh, okay, yeah, come up, <laughs> and we get this cool kind of like fight scene or whatever. It's pretty good. Where, um, yeah, like the Indian and and all of them are like killing these uh, these henchmen. Um,
2: <clears throat> yeah,
0: it's very it's very cool, and like again, the location is like so beautiful.
1: It is, yeah, it's it's, it's gorgeous.
0: It is stunning. It is stunning. Like how
1: I feel like steps are used a lot in this movie, like staircases and like ascension points, I guess are just like very, very like are used a lot, especially when the Indian's wife is trying to get herself out of that labyrinth, yeah. there's just like staircases. And they're all like built into the, everything's very connected to the earth. Like there's a lot of earthy tones. There's a lot of things connected to like the soil and like the mystic pops out of a tree for Christ's sakes. And like, it's very yeah. much like an earthy kind of this movie just has everything. Cause I had never thought of that before.
0: <laughs> it does have everything yep yeah cool so then yeah we get some really cool stuff of like the indian fighting them and then there's this cool shot of like um otobanga shoots his arrow and then the indian kind of like dodges it like -like. oh my
1: god i love that shot it's like like it's kind of matrixy but it's like it's almost cooler i think in my opinion it's just like it just yeah,
0: and it just goes over him. Yeah, it's really cool.
1: Like, that is a shot I'm pretty sure that's in the trailer because that is such a trailer shot. It's just it, like, yeah. that's a hook right there.
0: Yeah, that's in the trailer, yeah. Um, yeah, and we get, you know, this is our first taste of, like, the adventure and stuff of this of this story. And then um, they go into this temple, right? So they go into the temple and, like, like uh, Luigi's like, oh, I'll blow up the door. And he's like, but you know, they're uh, spin
1: back, my friends.
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Charles Darwin's like, no, I got this. I have mm-hmm. a key. He opens up the thing. And inside the mystic is like, he's killed like hundreds of them.
1: He's standing on like this pile yeah. and he's like, You want my help, bro? Like this is my resume right here. <laughs> yeah.
0: And this is really cool shot where they're like looking through the keyhole and you just see bodies flying.
1: It's a really good shot. Like, it's really cool. The use of CGI is very minimal in this film, but when it's yeah. used, it's it's like it's showing the power of the Mystic. Like, he's a badass.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a super badass. Um, yeah. So, what did you think of like this first like little adventure?
1: It's good. It's like it's a really great um, or uh, appetizer. It's yeah. a really good appetizer. To an appetizer. What, eventually will become the whole meal and it is delicious and you will love it um, because you see you see all of them working together they can work together that's the thing that I like about these these characters as much as they are fictional within the story they work really well together there's like this camaraderie and you get a, you get a sense of how powerful governor odious's henchmen are but you know our heroes heroes still defeat the defeat the villain and it's uh it's great it's a great introduction to like their badass adventure
0: yeah it's very cool but then so now we start to get like why roy is doing what he's doing
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and so um then he asks alexandria oh oh hey can you just like touch touch my big toe and see you know if i can guess which which toe you're touching and um so then she's like, wait, you know, basically he like cuts off the story, like right at the good part to get her to do something so that he'll continue telling the story. <clears throat> um, and so then she does it. Right. And so he's just like testing to see if 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 basically if he's ever going to be able to use his legs again.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so then she does it. And then. It's like, oh, which toe are you touching? And so he's, she, like, touches his, like, a small, his little toe, and then he's like, are you touching my big toe? She's she, like, switches over to the big toe. He's like, yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> and, but then Rory, like, gets kind of mad. He's like, did you lie to me? And she, again, this is, like, one where she's really good, because she's totally, like, kind of, like, confused, but also, mm-hmm. like, she she's trying to, like, kind of lie, but, like, you can just kind of see it on her face that she's
1: yeah, she's been caught, but she's committed to the lie at this point, yeah. and she knows that if she says, yes, you, I was touching your big toe, the story will continue, because that's yeah. all she really wants at this point. Yeah, And yeah. it gives the audience a sense of, like, we know Roy is bedridden, <clears throat> pardon me, but we don't know the extent of the damage yeah. at this point, and when you're watching it, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah. you can't feel anything. And it's... Yeah you give it a sense of like why he is depressed and why he's not really in the mood to live, (laughs) which is unfortunate. Um, But no, her acting is really, really good because she's committed to the lie at this point. She just wants more of the story. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And so then, but then Roy gets like really mad. And so he kind of takes it out on the, on the characters in the story. And so then they go into this and they go, we go back to the story. They go into this building and it's like, oh, yeah, Odius tortured and killed his brother and hung hung all of his companions from the ceiling. And you get this really cool but really dark shot of, like, yeah, his was, bodies.
1: Like, rated R Circus Away shit or something. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's basically, and it's like, it's again, it's so brilliant. I don't know. So, like, they talk about, he talks about, um, Tarzan talks about, like, so, like, there's a couple shots where they're, like, running through a building. So that building was another mosque that they shot in, uh, but they but it was like they only had like two hours to shoot, <laughs> and basically it's almost impossible to, to shoot a movie there. They they just don't let people do it. Um, and I think I think <clears throat> when you actually see the chandelier, it's like a different place. But that that was so cool, yeah, because it's like it's 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 a bunch of bodies, and then there's like a light, just like a light coming in from the side. So you can really see what, you know, what's going on. And it's in this, and and it's like, you know, there's paintings on the walls and stuff and the ceiling. It's, it's like, it's really dark, but it's really beautiful.
1: Yeah. It's really, really good. It's very inhuman and it's unsettling to see people hanging from a ceiling, no matter like what, how or what, why they're hanging there. Um, But it's, it's a very, it's an intense shot and, again, it's what Alexandria is imagining, but it's what Roy is telling her as well. And he does tend to, like, take things out on, <laughs> on the characters but, because he knows it'll not hurt her, but yeah, he's pissed.
0: So, by the way, like, I, I just kind of thought of this now. It's kind of interesting, like, you know, we talk about, like, how Roy imagines it one way and she imag- imagines it another. So, if you think about, like, them being hung it, again in, like, the the cowboy kind of thing stuff it would be like hung from the gallop. Right. Exactly. But she like, imagines these people.
1: It's <laughs> a ima- weird imagination. Yeah. Kids have a very, very weird imagination. I don't know where she got that from, yeah. where she imagined that. Um, <clears throat> I kind of don't want to know, honestly, but, yeah. but unfortunately, Alexandria does seem to be a child who has seen some dark things in her life. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's very, very strange. But again, it makes sense that Roy would say that they're hung, but not in the sense that she's necessarily imagining. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because she's she's basically a refugee, actually, if you think about it, right? Oh, because yeah. her wherever she's from, like they talk about that when the two of them first talk, and she shows like all of her trinkets and stuff and her picture of her dad, where basically she says they left because there was um, unrest and I guess they had a farm and their farm got burned down by, you know, seems like a pogrom or something like that. Something bad, something real bad. So yeah. um, That's probably why some of this stuff kind of comes out. Mm -hmm. It's really dark imagery. So anyway, so then they go back into the story after that and we get another cool transition. So it's like, you know, I I forget. I think he spills some water or something like that. And then the water turns into like the blood on this, uh, on the sheet
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, yeah, it's, it's, this is another really cool sequence. This shot where they, they put this, I don't know if what you, it's like a banner, right? It's just a giant banner.
1: It's a giant banner. It's a giant sheet. It's a lot of cloth being suspended in air, basically.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I,
0: so like, that's the other thing about this movie. Like, That whole shot of, like, when they have that massive sheet, the banner, (laughs) and they're in the middle of nowhere. um, And he's like, I will destroy him. And they keep going back and back and back. And it's like, how do you even think of something like that? You know what I'm saying?
1: I have no idea. But, again, it's one of those instances where it's like that looks literally like a painting. Like, it looks like a modern, abstract, whatever, like, painting that just...
0: Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's like indescribable how cool that whole sequence is.
1: You just have to watch it. You You just have to watch it.
0: it. You just have to watch it. It's like, it's so cool. It's just so cool. And it's so brilliant. Um, Yeah. I don't don't know. It's, it's, it's like, again, it's like one of those things why I'm so glad that this movie exists because I, I can't think of anything else. In a narrative film that does this type of visual imagery
2: this one. Well.
1: Yeah, not and it's like again you have it's just bold color where there is not really a whole lot of like bold color because you have like this big white sheet or banner suspended and then towards the bottom it's just like coated in just blood. Like there's blood yeah. like kind of like smashed in kind of a mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's like Like, is that a fucking Jackson Pollock painting? Am I in a Salvador Dali painting? Like, it's a clash of, like, art mediums that is very, very cool.
0: Yeah, it is. It's very much so, like, like one of those kind of 20th century paintings.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But then we're in it. We're in the story of how this thing came about. Yep. Which is crazy. Um, Yeah, and so then another part of it is, like, so basically Alexandra's, like... um, you know, oh, have him speak like you, basically, and he's like, oh, well, he speaks like your dad. It's like, oh, my dad's dead. It's like, oh, okay. Um, so then, the, then the band, but then the bandit becomes Roy, because she wanted, you know, she wants the main character to be Roy, you know, the person that she, that she's smitten by. Um, and so was, yeah, they're they're in like the so they're in the middle of nowhere. They're trying to figure their way out. Um, so like another thing too is. You know, this scene, they, they, uh, there's something that was really cool that ended up being in like the deleted scenes. They, 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 in this part sequence where they're lost, there's some really cool stuff. And there's one shot that's really cool where I don't know what they they had like a crane or something, and it's craning between like five different people. It's really cool, but it ended, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, and it ended up not in the movie. But um, yeah, it's 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 so cool. Every shot, everything that they do in this movie is like super brilliant. And so then the mystic, like, he, like, leads them to fertile soil. And so they're following him. And this is another really brilliant shot of, like, so, like, at first they're they're kind of in this desert area. And then there's, like, a patch of grass. And then the mystic and Charles Darwin are kind of running through a bunch of grass. I really like that shot where it's, like, it kind of swings with them. And then they go into the grass and he's running.
1: Yeah, he's like he's leading really us cool. to greener pastures, and he literally does. <laughs> like, yeah, he does. Within the desert, there's like not an oasis, but there's just like all this fertile, green, very green, very green mm-hmm. grass. Very green. Um, and it's really, really pretty. I think the yeah. mystic also eats like the map, but the map is poisonous. <laughs> yeah. He's the map. And Darwin keeps trying to warn him. He's like, no, the faster yeah. you run, the faster the poison works.
2: Yeah. And that's when yeah. they eat
1: like this. this Tribe or this clan of mystics. Yeah. I'm assuming. I'm assuming they're all like mystics.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's really cool. So yeah, and that's a real tribe too. Um, I know they were in the film Baraka. Uh, yeah, it's a real tribe, and they that's that's a real ritual that they do. I'm not sure exactly what it's what what they do it for. Um, I mean, at this point, they kind of. I think that they after they did Baraka, I think there was uh, let's just say there was a high demand for their services. Okay. And so they probably kind of do it for. It's kind of like the haka. I don't know if you're familiar with that.
1: Is is the haka a um? It's like a traditional Hawaiian dance, or um.
0: It, it's um, it started um, in New Zealand. So the Maori, it's a Maori oh, okay. dance.
2: Sorry. It's more
0: like a Maori war dance. It's very cool. Um, but like it's it's kind of like that that dance is well known because like the uh, the New Zealand um. Rugby team. We'll do it before every match. Well,
1: that scare the shit out of me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm sure that's why they do it. That's
0: why they do it. That's exactly why they do
1: it. I've known some rugby players in my time, and those guys are intense. Yeah,
0: yeah. The haka is really very cool. Very cool thing. Um. So yeah. Um. And then we get this montage. This montage is so cool. Like we were talking about before. There's like, there's some scenes where it's just like really quick shots of like different stuff. This montage is like. Crate. It's all over the place. They're in Egypt. They're in Italy and near the leading Tower of Pisa. I feel like they're in New York at some point. They're they're just like everywhere. Um, And it's it's like, how did this movie get all this
2: stuff?
1: I know. And most of these shots are only like a second, two it's seconds, like, yeah. like long. And you're like, yeah, we got to fly up to this country, get them in costumes, get the lighting, clear the streets <laughs> for two seconds of footage.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's so cool. Um, yeah. I mean,
1: some of those guys had to be like stand-ins or body doubles. I can't imagine like the actors were always there for it, but it doesn't. It doesn't even really matter. It's just so it's so good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just the dedication that went into doing this stuff because they, yeah, like you said, they really they went to Egypt, they went to to Giza and and were at like near the pyramids. They went to Italy. They went all over the place. They went to all these places to get these shots and. It just it just shows you like the yeah I mean they're they're at the (laughs) the Great Wall of China like they're at the Great it's
1: it's crazy it's so it's so cool um sorry real quick can you hear a loud noise coming from my end?
0: I can't really hear it.
1: Okay, Um, good. I can can hear the landscapers, but I just wanted to make sure it wasn't going to interfere too much. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I think I think this does a good job of like kind of taking everything that's on our voice and kind of blocking it out for the most part. Good. Yeah. Um. It's all good. Yeah, and so so then at the end of this, we get this really, like, one of my absolute favorite shots of this film. So it's the five of them on a horseback on top of this cliff. Yep. And then there's this wagon being pulled by these people, and you see a couple of people on horseback, and it's, like, a really long shot, and you can just see, like, everything, and it's, like, wow. Like,
1: (laughs) And again, it's, it's like yeah. a pop of color. Like the the carriage is like red amongst all of this like pasty or or yellow or orange sand and everything. And it's just like, oh, this is so pretty.
0: It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it. And again, it's so fairy tale, right?
1: Mhm.
0: It just feels like a fairy tale. Like like something that would happen in an epic story.
1: Oh, absolutely. Whole, when he says, "I'm going to tell you an epic," he does not lie. Like yeah. It is so epic yeah. and it does, it does literally have everything like and everything you could ever want in a yeah. movie. If you're just into costumes, if you're just into acting, if you're just into cinematography, this movie, it has yeah. all of it, darling.
0: Yeah. It has all of it. Yeah. Yeah. If you just want to see beautiful locations, whatever it is, like this movie has it. Um, and so then they, they, and they're all on horseback. So they're like, okay, let's, let's do it. And they're all about to go and fight governor Odius's men. And they expect that Odius is there. And then he says, tell me, Alexander, do you speak English?
1: I know. I love how <laughs> that stops English? it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. they just stop it. For- and that's another <laughs> moment that kind of reminds me of the Princess Bride. Like, the shrieking eel sing- scene when he, like, interrupts it. <laughs> it's really good. I like yeah.
0: It. And she's like, you always start with the good part. <laughs> He's like, okay, I need you to get me this bottle. This ball of morphine. I need you to get it for me. And she's like, yeah, M-O-R-P-H-I-N-3. Okay, I can get that for you. Um, and so then he sends her off to get the pills and he's like, I need the pills to finish the story. Okay. So after a little bit of consternation, she does it. So she, she, uh, she sneaks around, right? <laughs> she gets into wherever the little place where they have the drugs are. She goes and she takes, she takes the pills. And then we get this really kind of dark scene where, it's like a mom seeing her child die or something like that.
1: Yeah, and that's, again, one of these moments where, like, Alexandria definitely eavesdrops on things yeah. that she's not supposed to, but this is one of those moments where she doesn't... First of all, she does not... She She's not supposed to be there already, but, like, now she's in a situation where she doesn't want to see what she's seeing. Like, yeah. eavesdropping will eventually get you into trouble. <laughs> and... It's a very dark, very sad scene because you're you hear what the doctors telling him, like he had snake bites all over his hand. Like, there's nothing he can do. Like this kid it was dead on arrival, and it's very, very upsetting. And yeah, and this yeah. the mom gives her one. It's one of those like, there's a few shots of that startle Alexandria, like when the door opens and she sees the horse, or this moment when the mom like looks up and kind of hisses at her, yeah, almost. Or it's just kind of like a grief being verbalized
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's it, it really upsets her and she's she's really shaken by it
0: yeah yeah and so then she kind of talks with this other old guy mm-hmm. who's yeah um and he kind of tries to help her
1: yeah hes um, he's mm-hmm. kind, he's he's really sweet to her and he like he takes his teeth out and he, like yeah, yeah. makes a little chomping noises and mm-hmm. stuff and kinda tries to make her feel better and he's like because she she peed her pants basically and he's like I do that all the time <laughs> it's okay yeah <laughs> don't worry about it and he tells her like oogly boogly go away
0: yeah so so then Alexandria uh comes back to Roy it's like oh here you go and <laughs> she gets a bottle with three pills in it he's like what yeah where's, where's the other pills oh, I threw them in the toilet like why'd you throw them in the toilet? You you told me M-O-R-P-H-I-N-3. Three pills.
1: So I bought brought you three pills. I brought <laughs> you three pills. And he's like, damn
0: it. And so then they go back to the story. And so then we get this, you know, more adventure, uh, more fighting. Um The Indian like frees the slaves, he like breaks the shackles. Um it's really cool. And then we got this really cool stunt where, like, one of the guys falls off the horse, one of the henchmen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was that was funny, too. Like, on the commentary, they were all, like, <laughs> they, they they thought that that dude was, like, dead.
1: He looks dead the way he lands, like...
0: He lands on his neck, yeah. He
1: literally lands on his neck, and it's just like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that Roy's a stuntman, and then you get a lot of these really great stunts, which I really, I really um, appreciate stuntmen. I feel like mm-hmm. there should be a category at the Oscars for stuntmen, personally. A hundred percent. There
0: should be like best stunt man and best stunt team.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. They're they're very underappreciated and quite frankly, undervalued sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a really amazing stunt. I was like, am I watching someone die? And they kept it in the movie. Like telling us.
0: <laughs> they, they thought he was dead, but the guy was fine. They said he popped right back up after that fall where he fell on his neck.
1: Now, I can't imagine he can see very well in those helmets either. And you're in the sun, you're on horseback, it's yeah,
0: hot. Yeah, so and then you just follow.
1: <laughs> and there's so many different categories of stuntmen, you know what I mean? Like, you have your, like, star stuntman, and then you have, like, motorcycles, cars, horses, animals. <laughs> it's like, you have to rely on the fact that the horse has to fall in a certain way so that you don't die falling off.
2: Yeah. Ooh,
0: horses are very dangerous.
1: They're very unpredictable. And I was actually talking to my boyfriend. Uh, we watched an episode of Bob's Burgers where um, Tina goes to a horse place, and he's the horse is a dick to her, and he's like, "Horses are dicks like that. If they don't want you to ride them, they will drag you across a fence. They will they will walk under yeah. tree branches. Yeah. <laughs> like they can be okay. assholes."
0: I saw I saw this. I I don't know where I was just on Instagram, and I saw it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. So it's this girl who was like. I don't know what where she, where it was, but there was like a you know like a barn with a horse, oh, and no. so she's tr- she's trying to take a selfie with this horse. <laughs> the horse fucking slapped her in the face with its <laughs> legs straight <laughs> up. It's funny because like you see the whole thing, you see her go like it's like boom.
1: <laughs> yeah, horses are very powerful. They're not totally docile. <laughs> And they're not as stupid as people think that they are. No. My aunt has been bitten by a horse and it is not pretty looking. It is one of the most mm. horrible injuries I've ever seen before. Cause ew. she's also been kicked. She's been thrown. Mm. My, my aunt was a huge horse lady um, or equestrian. Yeah. Equestrian.
0: <laughs> but... You can't be mad at horses uh, for that. People would do the same. <laughs> I mean, like that's the thing. Like a horse. Look, oh, yeah. a horse is a very powerful animal.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, that's
0: why we have the term horsepower
1: Mm -hmm. for a car.
0: Like, how uh, the equivalent of how many horses is this machine? On top Um, of the fact
1: that they were literally once the fastest way to get from A to Z. Like, I think a horse can go up to, like, 35 miles per hour. Um, Mm -hmm. If fast horse. But, like, they're very, like, I love horses personally, but I would not want to fuck with one of them. There's a video of a guy whipping a horse. Like, he's uh, definitely abusing this animal. And this horse straight up kicks him in the chest. Like yeah. just boom, and he goes flying. It's like, yeah, don't don't fuck with a powerful animal that's six feet tall. Like,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. you you have to be very careful with horses because they, yeah, like you said, they'll bite you, they'll kick you, they'll basically tell you to get the hell away from me. They'll um, throw
1: you. They will th- throw yeah. you.
0: <laughs> yeah, they will throw you. Like, they don't mess with them. You know, respect yeah. them. Respect them, give them their space.
1: Oh yeah, just like with any animal, you know, like it's domesticated, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it if it knows it's not being respected. The animals pick up on energy, just like we do. They're just way more in tune with it. But yeah, yeah, we get I feel like we're gonna get so sidetracked with this movie because there's so many things like there's so many things to get sidetracked and it's all for love. It's all for love. But that going back to what we were talking about, that stunt is very intense and very, very good. And again, the slow motion of it is just the way it's
2: the brilliant.
1: kicks up like yeah. you see the horse keep going, and he's falling back, and it's just like because he falls like, like
0: this, he falls backwards. Yeah. Like wow, this,
1: this movie's almost like water; it just kind of flows. <laughs> yeah, if I can sound a little pretentious.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just like flows from scene to scene and from moment to moment. It's just like so brilliant.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so then they, so then they're expecting Governor Odious is like in this, uh, in this caravan or whatever this thing is. And it opens up and then first this little kid comes out. And then um then the next thing we see is Princess Evelyn come out and this it's like could you imagine like I know your your sister's having a wedding, right?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: imagine your sister wears what she's wearing. This <laughs>
1: That'd be pretty intense. That, that would be a pretty intense get up. My sister would be wearing for her wedding. Like that would be intense.
0: I imagine you wear that. And then like when you, I, when you finally kiss, like they part the veil like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she's wearing like one of the craziest, like one of the coolest costumes I've seen. Like it's, it's ridiculous. The top thing too is again, it's super fantastical. Mm-hmm. It's so fairy tale.
1: It is. It's very exaggerated. It's, But again, minimalist at the same time. Like, especially most of the landscape. Like, when they're in the desert, there's nothing to create much of anything with. Because it's all, yeah. like, yellow or orange and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But then you include things that are out of the element of the landscape you're filming in. And it just makes it fantastical, like I you know. said. It yeah. just makes it beautiful. Because all a- of their
0: costumes, right? Mm-hmm. Like. 'Cause the five of them, their costume well, it's yeah, the five of them. The costumes are so cool too. Mm-hmm. And they're also like distinct, but they all feel they, they all feel like larger than life characters.
1: Oh, absolutely because even, of the way that they look. Even the mystic, you slap some grease paint on them, a wig and a doohickey, yeah. and it's like, yeah, this guy's a yeah, he came out of a tree. That that makes sense. Like all of their costumes fit their character, which I, I love.
0: Yeah um it's it's so cool and so then um yeah so aaron's like aaron's excited to watch this movie <laughs> at some point <laughs> so then we then cut to basically the taj mahal like they're in india and this this whole oh the other thing too i want to i want to mention so like when she shows up and she gets out of this thing we get this great score for her this very kind of sweet serenade of, of music and it's like very angelic singing um, It's it's beautiful, and then yeah, like I said, they go to the it's it's like a palace in the middle of a lake,
1: <laughs> which is so fairy tale esque, mind you. Like, like this is
0: crazy. Like isn't this just like totally bonkers
1: it that this is. is all in this movie? It is so crazy, and. Um, palaces or castles or mansions on lakes are actually not that uncommon. <laughs> it's actually a thing, like there's one in, I think it's France or maybe it's England. And it's, oh, this guy literally built it for the woman he loved. And it's yeah. like got all of this romanticism around it. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be haunted. It was used as a convalescent home during World War One. It's got all of this amazing history to it. And mm-hmm. it's one of the most beautiful, they call it a house. I'm like, it's bitch, it's a mansion. Yeah, exactly, like, it's gorgeous. Like it's just so, it's so beautiful. It's very yeah. like aris- like it's got that aristocracy, like yeah. mis mis uh, mystery to it. It's so beautiful.
0: Yeah, what I love about this whole next part of the sequence too is like, cause it, it all, cause basically then it kind of becomes this love story, um, with uh, the bandit and uh, Lady Evelyn.
1: Rory's projecting and- a little bit.
0: Yeah, he is. <laughs> Yeah. He is. And so what's, what's interesting, right. Is that they then go to these locations that are all, you know, these are all places built by people who were in love or something, you know? And it just, I don't know. It's just perfect.
1: No, it's, it's they all have a very romantic feel. Like the locations match mm-hmm. how the story is being told mm-hmm. in a very succinct way. Yeah. that I just, I, f- I feel like Tarzan Singh is a romantic or something. Like he's so many different things. Like I yeah, feel like he's like a philosopher. Yeah. He's, he he understands kids. Like he's yeah. a romantic. He's a scholar. He's a storyteller. Yeah. Like he's just he's so many things. Yeah. And he directed a Lady Gaga music video. Like who is yeah. this man? <laughs> I know. Where does he get off being so great?
0: I know. Just doing all this stuff, and it's 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 it's, it's like you have to be someone who really knows a lot about all this stuff. Cause like, obviously he knows a lot about paintings and cause like a lot of this is like taking paintings and making it cinematic. And then also just to, to be able to know about all these places, right? Like, Oh, I'm doing part of a movie and now it's, it's like a love story. Let me just go to every building in India where someone built a thing because they were in love. So yeah, I can I can shoot at this this uh <laughs> this this palace in, in the middle of a lake, you know? And then there's like that sh- that scene where they're they're like at a different palace, I think. And they're I think I I'm pretty sure it's like overlooking the Taj Mahal. And there's there's like a little uh, like a little kind of bed or something there. Mm-hmm. And they're just all hanging out. It's just like so fucking cool. It's so
1: cool. It's, it's just so like, cool. Oh, it's so cool. So cuz like it just it just says
0: everything without having to do anything, right? Oh
1: god, yes. Oh god. You yes. see them all
0: hanging out and you see the Taj Mahal and you see them in the, in these beautiful costumes and it's it's everything, right? It's just it just says everything.
1: There's even a shot of her covered in doves. Like she has like two or three doves just like dove hanging and doves represent like marriage and love and all this other uh, stuff. Yeah. In a palace made for love and it's just like
0: <sighs> yeah, it's just so perfect. Yeah, it's just so perfect. It's just so perfect. And it's just like, you don't need to say anything else.
1: No, you can't. <laughs> the movie says it all.
0: <laughs> it says it all. It's, it really, and it's like, that's the thing that this movie does so well. Is that it's all of the sum of all of this stuff just tells you this epic, beautiful story. And it's not frivolous. It's not superfluous. It's like actually enhancing the story.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: on every level and that took a lot of attention to detail a lot of time a lot of it it, you know it just took everything
1: yeah Um, it's it's like you put it at the beginning when we started filming you you said it was a labor of love and this movie oozes love i feel like tarzan Singh was put in front of of a geography book as like a two-year-old and it imprinted on him And because this is a man who I feel like appreciates different cultures. He appreciates his own culture. He just, he wants to just incorporate, he wants to make a giant soup. And it's just amazing. I don't know why I keep comparing this movie to food. but
0: It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brilliant. And yeah, this, this, this part of the movie, it's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Um, I have a crush
1: on this movie. Yeah, It's, it's I, great. Like, I have, I have I a huge crush on it. Like, it's great.
0: Like, if there's any movie where I'm, like, a strong advocate, this is this is probably, like, number one of, like, I advocate for this movie and, like, yeah. try to actively pros, proselytize for people to watch it.
1: Yeah, and it's a movie that you it wouldn't have worked as a... I mean, it might have worked as a book. Possibly. Possibly. You can't turn it into a TV show. You can't really the whole movie is a painting so it doesn't really work with that you have to have it at, in the media of, in the medium yeah. of filmmaking you have to like this is lightning struck so many times for this movie yeah. like <laughs> you yes. got all of the lightning all of it all of the magic magic the majesty like it's my favorite fairy tale
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 so brilliant and it's so everything and it's it's still underrated somehow i feel like it still oh, doesn't shit. get enough. I know. Um, okay, so then anyway, I think, I forget what happens, but there's some kind of break in the story, and then Alexandra is kind of running around doing her thing, and so she meets the movie star, and she kind of she kind of also meets the person who broke up with Roy, and she's kind of in this car crying uh,
1: for some freaking. reason.
0: Yeah, she's unhappy.
1: Like maybe new. you shouldn't have broken up with your boyfriend because he broke his yeah. back, and you're in a loveless... Um... Yeah, shitty relationship with a guy yeah. who looks like an asshole. He just looks like an asshole. he he
0: does. Yeah, he he looks he like he looks like um, like Andy Garcia's like douchey brother, <laughs> basically. He does. Yeah, he, I mean, he looks like he's, Andy kind of got
1: the kind of got the Valentino thing going, mm-hmm. but not. And it's just yeah, he's just look he looks smarmy as my mom yeah. would would put it, and it's not like he's rude to Alexandria. It's not like he's being mean mm-hmm. to her, but. He just looks like a dick, and one of like the one of the the things about this movie is that anyone who comes to really visit Roy is trying to convince him. I, I'm assuming to take some kind of settlement. Yes. Um, with this, and Roy seems pretty reluctant because, hey, money can't fix my back. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of yeah what's happening because then again, this is another thing where around Alexandria, all this stuff is happening about the real world, and she's kind of not keyed into it.
1: Yeah, all this really um, adult real-life drama is playing out mm-hmm. that, like, we're picking up on, for sure, but, like, it's... She can't. She can't understand it. She she's just too mm-hmm. young.
0: Yeah, and so basically, you know, Roy did this stunt of jumping from a... from a onto a horse from a train from the bridge. Insane.
1: Yeah, and they, they kind of say, oh, you did it just to impress the girl and stuff like that, and... We're going to use the shot of the actor doing it, basically. And I think that's what's kind of like killing him, too, a lot. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's like, oh, you need to get over the suicide thing, is what they said to him.
1: What a great advocate for mental health the 30s were, huh?
0: (laughs) Oh, you were were dead. I mean.
1: Oh, man. Like, get over it. Rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine.
0: Especially, yeah, like if you were disabled, like.
1: Oh God, yeah. Oh, my favorite thing is, oh, you can't see your emotional trauma. Get over it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so then, so then, Alexandria like comes to her again, and she says to him, "I, I hope I never get better. I want to stay with you forever." Aww. Yeah. It's, it's oh yeah, because really there
1: was there was a scene with her, her mother, and the doctor. Yes. where mm-hmm. the doctors basically discouraging the mother from having alexandra continue to climb trees and pick the oranges because that's i'm assuming how she broke her arm in the first place mm-hmm. and mm-hmm we already saw a little boy who died from picking oranges. Like there was a snake, there was something. It's mm-hmm. really dangerous. And you know, child labor laws, who give a give a shit about that. Yeah, like, uh-huh. they didn't exist at this point. They didn't <laughs> exist. Um, actually, did you know in the UK, there were more laws protecting animals than there were for children at one point?
0: Yeah, that's scary. That's, that's, uh,
1: that's, that's scary. really scary. Um, and there is a language barrier that mm-hmm. um, Alexandria takes advantage of and to, uses to her own advantage like her mother gives like has a lot of dialogue and then alexandria just tells the doctor she said okay
2: yeah Uh, oh
0: he said she she said to give you this this uh, piece of bread
1: yeah and his the doctor's like alexandria did she ask me a question she's like nope that's how we speak Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love yeah
0: (laughs) that's how we speak (laughs) yeah yeah that's really funny um and so so then yeah that that was a really great scene because it just kind of shows you a bit about her and she's She's also getting, like, kind of better at, I guess, being a bandit, as it were. Yeah, Um, he's influencing
1: her a little bit. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Um, Her being sly. And so then, so then, where it's like, okay, I need you to do me another favor. So my neighbor, who I hate, uh, he stole my pills. And so you need to get me his pills out of his cabinet. So be a good bandit and do that for me. And then she's like, okay, I will. Um, Because the other thing, too, is he entices her with, like, the end of the story, basically.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He talks about the blue city and we get this one shot of the blue city and it's, which is super epic. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, okay, I'll tell you the story at the end of the story, but you have to, you know, you have to uh, give me the pills. And so he does, she does. And he's like, you know, he's taking them all. Um, and he says, when I fall asleep, you have to go. Uh, okay. And then he, he continues the story. So it's just, you know, again, like we were talking about the love story between Evelyn. Yeah, I know it's, 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 it gets, it's like, it's like getting I'm there. ready. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> it's like getting there. Um, and so then, so, so then like lady Evelyn reveals like, oh, I'm the, I'm supposed to get married to governor odious. And they're like, what? So now we have to kill you. Okay. So then they go behind and they go behind the Taj Mahal. And this is like in real life, they shot behind the Taj Mahal. What's kind of funny is like Tarsem was describing, he's like, oh yeah, behind the Taj Mahal it's like disgusting. It's, it's a, yeah. And he was, he was, basically saying it's like, it's like, um, what do they call that? I forget what exactly they call it, but it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's really gross. And like, people are like drying their clothes and dumping stuff in the street. It's really nasty. because <laughs> you think of the Taj Mahal as like one of the most beautiful things in the world. Of course. And then right behind it is like a sewer. Um, so anyway, they're behind the Taj Mahal and they're like, they're basically gonna execute her. And so they put her on this thing and they're gonna blindfold. It's like, no, I want to see him when he kills me.
1: It's all yeah. very dramatic.
0: And that's true. again,
1: it's... Roy's projecting a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then Roy shoots her. And then the locket blocks the bullet. And then, so then Luigi's reading this long piece of text. It's like, like blah, 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 It's like, that was all written there? Yes. Oh, that was written
1: on that tiny little locket?
0: Yeah. So then they were like, oh, it's true love. It's meant to be. So then, like, she's like, oh, are they going to kiss now? It's like, oh, first, but first has to be a wedding. So then we get this wedding scene.
1: Yeah, that was good. That was really intense.
0: It's so brilliant. Like like we were talking about before, the costume that Lady Evelyn is wearing in, in this uh, wedding is like dude, that, that what was she wearing? Like a headdress or something? Yeah, it was
1: like a headdress with like a whole bunch of like dangling sequins and she kind of like brushes it back with one finger and it just goes like and it's
0: it's crazy.
1: It's a crazy getup. She must have been yeah. ho- I just kept thinking, like, these actors must have been so hot in those costumes. Thank yeah. God Lee Pays was wearing a tank top, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but everyone else is just like, like Luigi's costumes. He's just covered in, like, coats and fabric. And there's there's so much fabric. It's so beautiful.
2: I know.
0: It's so beautiful. And all these people are, like, spinning. They have these, like, white and blue, um, I don't know if you call it, like, a skirt or something like that. And they're just spinning. And it's in slow motion.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's in slow motion of all of them spinning, and the cameras are moving as they're like, you know, they're about to do their wedding vows, and they're like talking to this priest. Um, but then like, you know, the 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 dream world, the fantasy world, and the real world is, is like kind of
1: colliding, you know, colliding.
0: A little bit. Yeah, because then he's like saying, "Oh, the the mystic says, you know, you can't take too many pills because it's it's." You know, suicide isn't the answer, um, which is interesting. Um, and so, yeah, all this stuff is happening. But then, like, all the bad guys start coming. The henchmen start coming. And then the priest betrays them. And you get this another really cool match cut where it's, like, the priest. again. And this priest is wearing this, like, really. I Look, I mean, these costumes are, like. The coolest shit I've ever seen.
1: They are so good. Like like
0: that thing the priest was wearing where it's like, it's like really spiky,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: around, I don't know what you, it's like the collar. I don't know what you call that, but it's a very, it's a very villain-esque. That's like a Disney villain kind of thing.
1: Yes, it is very villain-esque. It's very creepy. He looks kind of creepy. Like he the way talibre. they did his, the way they did his makeup mm-hmm. and I don't trust anyone with that kind of haircut personally,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but um, <laughs> yeah, he's, He's he's (laughs) crazy. I like him. I like
2: him.
0: Yeah, Um, and then we get this match cut to a desert. Like, wow, it's so cool. It's so cool, and they're and they're all in this desert. Oh yeah, funny funny story from like the behind the scenes. They said that when they were shooting this scene, there was someone playing really loud Indian music nearby, and it's so desolate that you know they could be a hundred. You know, like a couple miles away, and you'd still hear it. <laughs> so it was really kind of funny. Um, and so they're being like tortured by the henchmen, and it's like, you know, they're they're just left out there to die, basically. Um, and yeah, they. But then, so then, basically, they're they're like all oh, gonna die. Roy's like, oh, there's no,
1: you know, no there's hope.
0: no no hope for them. Um, but then Alexandria herself. Steps into the movie to save them, and so she like frees Roy. She frees all of them, and Roy, you know, he's able to like kind of, you know, stop whatever from happening, and then all the henchmen run away. But then he goes to sleep. And then he goes to sleep, and she's like trying to wake him up, but he's, you know, he's he's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yes, yeah, so she he kind of she kind of takes a break from the story and she gives him a kiss or whatever. Um so yeah, what do you think of this whole sequence?
1: Oh, it was really good. Story. It was really sad. Like I love that that shot of like this like that I think he described him as like the stony-faced priest or something and then it like transitions. That was really good. You have this dickhead henchmen depriving them of water. Just kind of just bullying them, being jerks, and yeah. I, I love when she crawls out of the bag. Luigi's like, so that's why the bag was so heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of just gives you, like, oh, yeah, she was there the whole time. It's, she was there. Don't worry about it, and yeah. it's really cute, and I think Roy makes a comment in the story, or the bandit makes a comment, like, your teeth grew in, and now yeah. you're strong, because the whole thing, like, he told her that the old man, like, his, his strength mm-hmm. comes from his teeth, so he has to take them mm-hmm. out every now and then and uh yeah. he told her that like your once your teeth come in you'll be really strong and it means you're strong oh yeah sorry. my dog yeah, it's,
0: oh it's okay yeah it's 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 all very kind of cute and fun um even though there's like you know the dark stuff is like starting yeah. to come in
1: yeah again it's those like real world fantasy world mm-hmm. colliding a little bit and mm-hmm. becoming a little mm-hmm. too real
0: mm-hmm. um okay so then the next day Alexandra's like she's she's doing whatever, and she sees a body being taken away. Um, and then she gets really kind of emotional. She like runs to the body, um, and then she uh, she goes to see, you know, where Roy's at, and Roy's there. Roy's still alive. She's like, oh, I thought you were dead. Blah blah blah, this and that. And then um, it was it was like the old guy who helped her actually yeah. die. He died, yeah. Um and then Roy gets really mad because basically they were giving his neighbor placebos.
1: Yeah, because he's like kind of a hypochondriac. Yeah. Like he's constantly saying, I feel sick. He looks perfectly fine. Um, so they were just giving him placebos to make him feel better, basically. And Roy's uh a little pissed Roy because is
0: super pissed.
1: Cuz at first like she's like waking him up and like she's kind of giving like she's fumbling over her words. She's really upset. <laughs> yeah. she's like she can't get her words right and she's just really sad. And um <laughs> but, yeah, that's when Roy like loses his shit a little he bit. I think I read shit. somewhere that like she ran out because like Lee Pace actually scared her. Like his <laughs> yeah. outburst like really scared her. And um
0: well they did this they, they did this shot a lot. <clears throat> they did it like 15 times. yeah so yeah they did it a lot and like you can see actually someone kind of takes her away she like looks at someone like one of the other actors who's like a nurse and the nurse takes her away
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um yeah so yeah it's pretty gets pretty dark um and so then she like tries to get Roy some more pills and she slips and falls we get this really interesting dream sequence It's
1: very dark it's, it's very really, dark yeah. when you really pay attention and really mm-hmm. pay closely to it.
0: Yeah, um, it's, it's really it's really kind of interesting what happens in this dream sequence. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, it's just like some really cool visuals, I'd mm-hmm. say. A lot of his really cool visuals. Like this one shot where it's Roy and he just like ascends into the air uh, when it was with that caravan shot and they burn the caravan, the caravan's on fire. Um, yeah, the others are just like different tableaus of him getting shot in the leg mm-hmm. with, like arrows or stabbed in the leg or something like that, <clears throat> and then we get like a stop motion kind of sequence
1: again, this movie has everything
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> like, stop motion. Stop motion.
1: this might be the freakiest stop motion dream sequence you've ever seen, <laughs> yeah yeah, they're like sure. they're like put-
0: it's an operation
1: yeah, it's an operation, they're putting pins in her, oh God, Ellie. Sorry, she can't figure (laughs) out which way is up or down. There you go. Yeah. Go get some water, babe. Um, Yeah, they, like, put pins in her at one point. Like, they open up a doll's head, and they're pulling, like, paper out.
0: Pull paper out, yeah.
1: And it's just, like, these weird men in robes. They look very similar to the priest in the wedding scene. Mm -hmm. Pardon me. Um, I think some of the objects in the stop-motion scene are the toys she had in the box, but I Mm -hmm. can't be sure. Yeah. but yeah, it's and you kind of you hear her crying, you hear like a voice over her crying and doctors talking. And then there's a quick shot of um, the doctor, I think, kind of reaming Roy out being like she said yeah. that she was getting pills for you. And like, this is totally irresponsible. And you're being a shit person, basically. And this kid has a concussion, or whatever happened to her, I'm assuming mm-hmm. a concussion. Um, it's really, really sad. Yeah, I hate sad. seeing kids hurt at yeah. all, in any scenario. And it's just so mm-hmm. sad.
0: Yeah. And so then the next day she wakes up and then Roy is kind of there with her and he's drinking. Um, And so then he's like, he kind of tells the truth of the situation. It's like, the story was just a trick to get you to do something for me. Um, And he's like, okay, I'm going to finish the story now. And the five companions decide to go on a suicide mission to attack governor odious's mansion in the blue city and then you know he starts killing them off one by one each one of the characters and so um <clears throat> you know because in, in, now alexandra's like in the story and she asks like oh she asks the indian oh what does suicide mean and he's like
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know so the first thing that happens is uh the little monkey wallace He's like goes up something and he's, he's trying to get the butterfly and they shoot him shoot him and they and they kill him and so then yeah it's really bad darwin's like holding him and he's like dying and he's distraught um and then they're in some kind of like yeah it's i told it's it's gonna
1: happen like that little monkey oh my god
0: the monkey the monkey dies um dies in his arms he just sees the monkey die and then uh basically darwin's like screw it um, he, he's in some, again, another beautiful location, some kind of maze that was, I believe it's a well I, I think it's a well or something like that because like, so that it's a well where like um, when it's shallow, it's it, the water's all the way down there, but like it can get really high if, it, if there's high if there's a lot of rain or something and so you can always get down to a lower point to get water. That's pretty cool Yeah, it's really cool um, but like the way it looks, it looks like a kind of like a lab, another labyrinth basically and so then all these guys come out and then they, all the henchmen form a firing squad and they, they blast him, and they kill Darwin and he falls into the water all the way down. So then he's dead. He's dead. And the Wallace, the monkey is dead. <clears throat> so then Luigi gets shot in the foot. And so he, he kind of gives, I think he gives the Indian a look and he's like, no, I'm not going to make it. Just, just go. Uh, and then he leaves a bunch of the henchmen to a building and this is kind of funny. He's like kaboom, and he has like all these uh, like like explosives rigged to go. Yep. And then boom, it just blows off a building. <laughs> it's really that was that one was really cool. Uh, then the Mystic, they're like running, so they're like running with Alexandria and the other ones and the and Odabanga, and his teeth fly out of his mouth his teeth come out and when he doesn't have his teeth, he doesn't have his power. And so he, he just like kind of loses it. He's just kind of like stumbling around and then the henchmen like stomp on his teeth and they just start beating on him and killing him. Um, and as Is they're that, killing, yeah,
1: does it transition to him being the old man at one point? I thought it did. I couldn't quite tell because of all the makeup and everything that's going on. At one point, like, it looks like he's turning into the old man, but I could be very wrong about that as well.
0: Yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to look and see. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That sounds about right. Um, yeah. And so then as they start killing him, like the birds start coming out of his mouth, which I forget it, but they, they kind of talk about it. It's something to do with his power. Um, but yeah, it's, then he's, he's dead. Um, And then Alexandra tries to protect him and then that gets her in danger. And so then the the henchman starts firing arrows and then Otabanga like protects her and she starts taking a bunch of arrows in his back. And so the arrows kill him. So then he's dead. And then we get this really crazy shot where he's like, the, the arrows are in his back and then he like falls on the arrows on his back. Yeah. It's really, it's really brilliant. Um, and so then, so now it's just like the Indian, Roy, and Alexandria. And so then the Indian, they're like climbing up his hair.
1: <laughs> it's
0: really kind of crazy. I couldn't
1: tell if it was his hair or... Because he takes off his um his headdress at one point. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe they were climbing up that. But, I mean, the guy also just has amazing hair. Yeah. So that might be <laughs> just another reason why... Like, oh my god, he was gorgeous too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and maybe that's why, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that he like uses his hair as like a like a lasso or whatever, and so they're climbing his hair, and then the two of them get up this this building or whatever. Um, it's 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 probably like another, you know, one of these mansions, basically that was built. Every every location in this is like the most beautiful thing in the world. Oh yeah. Pretty much. Um, and then he's he's like caught by these the henchmen, and he's he's like you know time to go and he cuts his hair and then they fall to their death um yeah and it, yeah at this point it's just like all kind of coming apart and Roy's killing everybody and Alexander's crying and and he's you know he's basically like I'm you know Roy's just like I'm a, I'm a piece I'm a piece of shit person I'm a terrible person you know you can't trust me you can't shouldn't care about me and this is like He's just trying to, like, push her away. Um, but she's kind of not having it. But then, so then comes the really hard part for her. So then it's time for Roy, the bandit, to die. And so the bandit is, like, trying to find Governor Odious, And then it's kind of interesting because, like, then she, she, like, tries to kind of take over the story. But, like, he's, he's like, no, this is going to happen. And he's like, you know, Governor Odious like, beats him, beats him up takes him into a pool and he's like drowning him. Um, and he's, yeah, you know, the bandit's about to die and, you know, she's like, no, no, don't kill him. Don't kill him. Don't do it. And she's just, he's just like, no, the bandit's terrible. Like he, he lied. He, he crossed his fingers when he was, when he took his oath.
2: He's a coward. Um, he's a coward. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All this bad stuff. Um, and then she's like, No, don't kill him, don't kill him. This is my story too. Like, I don't I don't want you to kill him. Let him live.
1: Yeah. And then she says something like, I don't want you to die.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh my god, that breaks me. Ugh. Yeah. Cause yeah, at that it's... point I don't think she cares about the story anymore. I think she's 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 like she projected him into the story too. Mm-hmm. Which like he's not the only one projecting, you know. She doesn't have a dad. He's I feel like it's kind of more like a big brother kind of a thing, but yeah. She doesn't have mm-hmm. that like father figure or anything anymore, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's oh.
0: yeah, um, yeah. It's it's it gets really emotional, and then but then finally he like he kind of relents. He's like, okay, okay, I'll I'll do it because it's like you know she's kind of safe. There's even a line where she like brings him some like a Eucharist <laughs> or whatever because she's just eating it.
1: Yeah, She's <laughs> eating them like a snack. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. understand the significance to them or anything.
0: Uh, yeah, she just like wanted it because it's food, and he's like, "Are you trying to save my soul?" Um, and it seems like yeah, she's she's actually trying to save him.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, this
0: whole story—that's actually what it's about—is like giving him a purpose, giving him a purpose that that that's a meaning outside of these other things, so that he can, you know, kind of. Move on and understand that his life still has has purpose and meaning, and there are people that care about him. Um, and so then, story changes, <laughs> and so the bandit just like gets up and just starts beating the shit out of Odious. And then we get this like cute moment where like you know she he like beats it's it's so kind of silly and fairy tale, and you know he he beats him up and then he like saves her. He's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay we won, we did it, it's over.
1: Yeah, because I think she even says something like, he says, and he beat him up, and she was like, no more violence or something yeah. like that. And she's like, I've had enough. I don't want any more scary shit. He yeah. goes to his daughter and he picks her up. And like, that's what he does in the story. He's like, oh, it's
0: yeah. okay, it's fine. Why don't yeah, we get out of here? Fine. Yeah, yeah, let's leave. Yeah, it's so cute. Because <laughs> it's, you know, it's exactly like what a, what a kid would want. Like, I mm-hmm. want everyone to be fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want all the people I care about to be fine, and then let's just leave. And be happy, um, and then we get this cool kind of thing with with. Well, it's it's interesting. Like basically, Odious like falls on his own sword. <laughs> he
1: just falls on his own sword. So, yeah, that kind of hurts. Yeah, hurts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's so fairy tale and like kid logic, like you said.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's all it's all wonderful. Um, and then basically, like there was this other kind of subplot with like Lady Evelyn like betrayed them or whatever. Um, and then, like, Lady Evelyn's, like, oh, I want to be with you again, Roy, the bandit.
2: Yeah. And
0: it's like, oh, you just have to follow your heart. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll fo-. And he has, like, the little heart pendant. Like, yeah, follow your heart. And he just throws it <laughs> off this off this Bye.
1: city. <laughs>
0: By the way, okay, this whole blue city thing is, like, so cool.
1: Oh, my God, I love it.
0: Right? Like, this is a legitimately blue city. Every house is blue.
1: Yeah, and I've seen it. I don't know if I've seen it in other movies before, but it's definitely a location that I've seen before. I just, I don't know where it is, um, but it is very, very cool. I mean, it's like, it's made to be taken pictures of or be put in movies. Like, it's so cool looking.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like, one of the things they did for this film was um, they gave every house paint so they could paint their house so they'd all be really brilliant for the film. Um, yeah, it's just, It's just stuff like that. It's just like so many, and like this scene at the end where Lady Evelyn like comes to them and they're like like, up, I forget exactly what it looked like, but they're like up on some kind of like, it's like a terrace or something like that. It's overlooking the city. And I I think there's even, I don't know if it's in this shot but there's another shot where there's like a cannon or something.
1: Yeah, there's like a cannon pointing like Uh right out towards everything.
0: Yeah, it's just like, wow. You know, it, it just feels so fantastical. It just feels like something that a kid would think up in their mind mm-hmm. of a world that doesn't exist, but it exists here and you just got to find it. Exactly. It's yeah, it's it's so brilliant. Um, I love it. Yeah. So what do you think about like this, this whole ending?
1: Oh, I liked it. You know, it was wrapped up really well. Mm-hmm. He gives her a happy ending because like they both kind of deserve a happy ending, especially, yeah. you know, Roy, like. I'm not saying he should have just stopped feeling sorry for himself, but he needed to understand that like, you're more than like the sum of your parts. Like you have way more to offer than, than Mm -hmm. anything. And yeah, losing the use of your legs is like debilitating and and horrible and it's going to change your whole life, but you can't just like roll over and and give up. You can't Mm -hmm. just roll over and die. Like there is plenty to still live for. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a beautiful kind of love story. Mm
2: -hmm. Like the
0: two of them coming together and, like, kind of... Because they're both, you know, broken in different ways. Like, for um, Alexandria, like, obviously whatever's going on with her family has had a pretty bad impact on her life.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. But we don't totally see all of it. And she probably doesn't communicate all of it. But it's it's well done in the way that you kind of sense, like, okay, wherever she was from, it was really bad. And they had to leave. And she doesn't have a dad anymore. It's just her and her mom. And I guess her sister and she's out here picking fruit, and she fell. You know, that's that's a lot for a kid to go through.
1: Yeah, and kids internalize a lot of trauma. They internalize a lot of it because you know, they don't really know how to interpret it and things like that. So there's probably a lot of things that she has in her that she just doesn't know how to put into words, which is why when we see certain things in in the story that she's imagining, they could have been things that she really saw, you know what I mean? Like they could have been things that traumatized her and this is how she's, you know, rationalizing it or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, she, they are, they're two very like broken, like literally broken people. And you have it like him as an adult who's broken and not dealing with it very well. And then if you have her as a kid who's broken and doesn't know how to deal with it at all. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and so, so then, at the end of this film, we watch them watch the silent film that Roy did the stunt for, and they're watching the film. And they're all, you know, it's it's one of these like it's it's kind of cool. It's this is another kind of cool moment because this kind of brings this this film. Another thing about this film that's so cool is that it's really all about like storytelling and like kind of film in general too. Because you know, this this scene really kind of um, I think. Kind of, it, it does a good job of like showing like what what the hit, what film is about, what stories are about, like what what the whole what why we care, why they touch us, why it 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 makes us feel something, you know, any kind of emotion, because mm-hmm. it's just all of them together um, watching this this film, and you know someone's on the camera operating it,
1: someone's playing and, a violin for the background. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, someone's playing a violin. It's really cool, and and they're all laughing, and they're all all the kids are smiling, and you know it gets to the stunt, and Rory gets really nervous, and then he sees that they basically cut it out or whatever, um, and then he's he it kind of subsides, and he's like, okay, I can, it's not there or whatever, but I can just I can move on, I can live with it.
1: He kind of faces his fear. You know yeah. what I mean? In a way, mm-hmm. like the stunt that he that ruined him in a way is kind of like haunting him. And he finally kind of faces it, he confronts it and he's like, okay, I, I did it basically.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it ends with this kind of, you know, basically Alexandria like goes back into the fields or whatever. And then we see the Indian guy that she works with, which is cool. And um, then, you know, she's like, I, I forget she's like writing a note or something. There's some voiceover. And it ends with this really cool montage of, like, these silent movie stunts. And they, they even did one where they superimpose uh, Lee Lee Pace into some person. Because, like, I was just like, oh, I saw him in this movie. And I saw him there. And I saw him there. And I saw him there. Um, and she's just, like, talking about stuff. Uh, the actor. It's really brilliant. And that, that whole montage is super brilliant, too. Oh,
1: yeah. It's great. It's kind of, like, paying homage to, like that era of stuntmen where they're like, there's one where this guy's getting off a motorcycle onto a moving train or something. Like it's, it's crazy. crazy. Like it's crazy. Cr- it's like actually insane. yeah, it is like no safety regulations, no harnesses, no padding. Just like, I need you to a do dude and exactly. some stuff, yeah. a dude with a death wish or someone who's just not afraid of anything. And it's how far it's come. Basically. That's what it felt like to me. It was just like, Hey, we appreciate you. And this is this is where it all we all started. Where it all came from. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It's really crazy. Um, and the, and and that's the end of the film. And it, it again, it comes full circle. This film is like so. It's kind of meta textual too, and self reflexive, like because it's a story about stories, mm-hmm. and it's about film. It's a film about film too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so all of it kind of, you know, it it it's yeah it's just so it's it does that really well too it's it it's kind of meta in a way where it doesn't become too cheeky or anything it's it's still kind of like authentic,
1: yes exactly,
0: and you kind of get it's it's just it's all about like how powerful stories can be for people
1: and how they can affect people, how they yeah. can sometimes change their life, and like you said very reflective as well
0: yeah um okay, so I guess um that covers the movie, I guess is, let me see, what's, what's, I'm trying to think of like any kind of topic we could talk about just like about this movie, but I feel like we've said a lot. Um, yeah. I guess, okay, here's my question. So what's your, what was your favorite location?
1: <laughs> That's hard.
2: Yeah, it is hard.
1: I do really like the open, the first like epic he tells her about Alexander the Great Um Just because of, like, the sand on it. I know that might sound really weird. Um, The the vastness, the barrenness, like, the isolation. Like, you're with all your bros, but you're totally isolated and cut off from everything. But I I do really like the the labyrinth that the uh, Indian's wife is trapped in. There's something, like, it's scary, but, like, there's something about it that, like, because sometimes it almost looked like she was running, like, at different angles. Like the camera is like horizontal at her, but she's like moving in all of these weird directions. And there's no camera tricks to that. And it's, and at one point when she runs up to like the highest, like peak, like she has blood from her feet because she's Mm -hmm. been trying to get out for so long. Mm -hmm. And I, I I really liked that, that area.
0: Yeah. Um, That's a really good one because I forget what that place is. In real life, it's it's some kind of like I believe it's something to do with maybe a, a, astrology or astronomy. I believe I forget. I'd have to look it up. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's very cool. Like all the locations are so cool. I think I think that I really I really like the stuff that they did like in India with like the the Taj Mahal stuff and like the uh, whatever that that island that the the this, the little building in, in the lake. It yeah, it's just so kind of fairy tale romantic.
1: It is, yeah. You know?
0: It just totally fits. See,
1: it's it's hard. Like mood. now I'm just like, oh, is yeah. that my favorite place? Because they go so many places.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and I and the other thing too is like I love the scene where they they attack the caravan.
1: Yeah, that was really good.
0: That's just it's so that shot where it's them on uh the cliff and they're looking down and you see the building. That's that's unbelievable man oh it's so good that's unbelievable because you have to find a place where there's a cliff overlooking some you know i don't know what whatever it was like a sand like, like yeah and, and you have to say okay so so there i mean and and the 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 little caravan is way far away it's far 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 away oh yeah super far away um but that shot is so brilliant it's, it's just so good so it just does so many cool things with scale Yes, because you always yes. feel the scale of where you're at.
1: Yeah, especially the shot with that giant like banner, and like they're at the bottom, and it's just so massive. You you can really feel how big it is.
0: The bat, yeah, yeah. That that's one of the ones that's like on the poster. It's like that them and the banner. because um, like we were saying before, there's there's nothing, there is absolutely nothing in cinema you're gonna really find like that,
1: other than the fall. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, every shot is like just candy it's like you get a sugar rush from watching it you just get a rush of like fuck why am i not that creative (laughs) why am i not i know why am i not that thoughtful and it's 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 a really really great just Mm -hmm. great piece of everything because like i said this movie has everything you could ever want Mm
0: -hmm. so what was your favorite costume
1: probably her wedding dress just because it's so, yeah. it's just so crazy and outrageous. And yeah, I'm just going to have to go with the wedding dress.
0: That's a good one. Uh, I, th- yeah, I really love that. Whatever that, that headdress she was wearing. I love that. I love it. Love it. Love it.
1: Cause I don't know if in that, the if, the, if the headdress is attached to the rest of the dress or if they just put it on her and then sew her in but it all (laughs) looks like it's just one piece. She's just covered in like literally head to toe fabric. And it's just like, again, those dangling sequins are just like
0: so pretty. That's so cool. Uh, I think yeah, it's kind of hard. The ones I really like, I like the the thing she had when she comes out of the little uh, caravan and with the little with the little veil, I really like that. Cause that's, that's, it's like, I don't know. There's something totally, totally otherworldly about it. Um, so that's one of my favorites. There's, there's actually, there, there, obviously there's a lot of really, really good ones. I, I, I really like what Roy, like the way, like the, the way they fit Roy with that. Uh, Cause it's very simple, but I forget what style that is. The, uh...
1: it's, um, I feel like some some very old school military uniforms looked yes. like that. It had like mm-hmm. the the uh horizontal stripes going mm-hmm. across it. Um I've seen it before in other in other movies. It's a it's a neat costume design. I've seen it I think there's a costume in Family of the Opera mm-hmm. that has something similar. Um Anna Corinna. Mhm. But yeah, I like. But I still like the uh, the minimalist approach to him because he's just draped in black. You know, it's again yeah. kind of like the Princess Bride. He's he's the man in black kind yeah. of a thing. Which yeah. we always kind of like that kind of character.
0: And when he's wearing that uh, the mask, mm-hmm. the mask is really cool. The red mask, very kind of simple red mask with the little slits. Um, yeah, there's something about. I, I think I think it's like the German Prussian.
1: Something like that. It does. It does seem very. It's very had those like buttons. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's very European. Whatever it is, it's it's very cool looking. Um, Pardon me. Mm
0: -hmm. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of, and like we were talking about at the beginning, the uh the the Indians green. Kind of,
1: oh my god, it's, it's so it's
2: yeah.
1: freaking pretty. I am wearing a color similar to that to my sister's wedding, and I will not look nearly as good as he does. <laughs> he looks so good. <laughs> yeah. He just looks phenomenal. It's, it's <laughs> good out, but I think there's even like a little, like stripe of gold or something on it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 really great. Luigi's costume is actually pretty good too. So it's almost it, like a tunic skirt thing. It's like I think that's what it's called—a tunic more than it is mm-hmm. a skirt. Kind of like mm-hmm. a long shirt, um, but it kind of like bows out a little bit, and it's got that sway. All of these costumes have like a certain amount of sway to it, like yeah. just fabric draping, and it's just—it's very yeah. It,
0: yeah, they're all—they're all really, really brilliant. It's—it's it's hard to like have a favorite because they're all just like the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah and like we were talking about the priest, like the priest that really creepy kind of like i swear to god that's that's something that the, whoever the i forget the first villain in uh snow white but that's something
1: that she wore oh yeah the, wore. the evil queen the evil like yeah.
0: stepmother whatever yeah. yeah the evil queen i feel like she wore something like that
1: mm-hmm.
0: um cuz it's like like the way that you know that the thing
1: there's a word for it there yeah. is like a word for it it's more than a collar i feel like um Mm -hmm. like that kind of couture almost like not drapery like I know that there's a word for it I know that there's a word for it I can't think of it but it's very stiff looking but it's very like pointed it's almost like the costumes like again become part of the character
0: Mm -hmm. yeah they do Um, cool All right. well yeah I think think that covers is there any kind of last thoughts you have about the film
1: not really except to just watch it you'll be very happy that you watched it and you'll want to watch it again
0: yeah, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, it it's everyone should see it. I wish that it was on like Netflix or some, you know, just some kind of platform where people could easily watch it.
1: Yeah,
0: I have no idea what happened with this movie. Um, I mean, unfortunately, you know, it didn't it didn't get very great distribution when it came out the first, like at first. Uh, I feel like it's it's been. It's been like underrated like it's it's known, but this this is a movie that like everyone should watch basically
1: yeah and it's a it's only a movie you find out about if somebody else tells you you know mm-hmm. what I mean like I only knew about it because my sister told me, and yes. someone told her,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it almost it's not underground necessarily um but it does feel intentionally overlooked in some ways um mm-hmm. It's not too smart for audiences, so I don't. Under- I don't think there's that. I think anybody could get it. Um,
0: Aaron, Aaron is saying, "Get a fire stick, and you can. <laughs> 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 you can watch it that way, I guess."
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, it does. there does to be seem to feel like I don't know if it went to any film festivals or anything like thing like that. I'm assuming it did because it's a very film festival type of movie. But to a broader audience, I don't know why it wasn't distributed better or more um i mean part of that could be funding but
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it seems overlooked on purpose in some ways
0: the other thing too is like this movie's rated r like like i don't know like to me this movie like so it it,
1: because that can hurt a movie sometimes Oh, it, yeah, it can, it, definitely it can definitely hurt a movie because yeah. you're not gonna like. My mom never brought me to see R-rated movies, mm-hmm. you know. Even though this movie, I feel like a kid could watch it. Yeah, um,
0: totally. This is this is. I almost feel like this is a movie for like kids. It's a movie that a kid and an adult should watch together, basically.
1: Yeah, because like, I feel like, and I that the um what obviously there were some things we shouldn't have watched as kids. That is a given. Mm-hmm. That is going to happen. Yeah but now it feels like there's too many pairs of kid gloves on to protect kids from things and i get we need to protect them from things don't get me wrong but if it's all, if anything is impl- if it's all just implied violence or if it's just implied even like there's there's like a scene where um, nurse evelyn is like rocking um, Alexandria to sleep because she's having a hard time sleeping, and they have like a a bond of some kind. And the doctor comes in, and she looks at him, and she's just like, "Give me a minute." You know what that means? Like an adult <laughs> knows what that means. Yeah. She's having an affair with the doctor. She's, yeah. She's getting and a the, little freaky.
0: Yeah, there, there. And then there's another part of that subplot where, like, uh, Alexandria. Like it's implied that Alexandria like sees them having sex or something.
1: Yeah, but you don't see but it. You, don't you see know, it you all. don't no. see it. So I'm not having watched this movie numerous times. I think an R rating is excessive. There it's is definitely super there's definitely blood. The only scene I can really think of maybe would be is the scene with the, the banner and there's a lot of blood mm-hmm. and a body.
0: There yeah, There, the only thing is, yeah, like when they when they hang all those people and when a governor Odeus dies, that's that's it. The rest I of the movie is like PG. It's literally PG.
1: Exactly. And I think some, certain kids might not have the attention span for it because it is a long movie. It is very long. And we know that kids have a short attention span. Um, unless it's freaking Minecraft or something. Yeah. Um, but I still like, I would watch it with maybe like a 12-year-old. I think yeah. I would watch it with like a 12, 11-year-old. Um, anything younger than that, they're going to lose interest, I feel like, just because, again, sitting them in front of something that for so long is is a lot to ask of a kid. But I, the rated R thing, I just don't agree with. I feel like that's a really, an, it, it's an inappropriate rating for a movie it, it, that isn't yeah. inappropriate.
0: It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's not an R-rated movie. It, it's a, it's, it should be PG-13, and it's really a PG movie, but it because, it, you know, like like the thing about fairy tales, right, the old fairy tales, they're very dark.
1: Yeah, and they're so, incredibly dark.
0: Yeah. Now, this doesn't play... It's a fairy tale that doesn't go dark, but, like, you know, at the end, it kind of goes there with Governor Odius. He dies. He does die in a silly way, but you see him die, and he's a bad guy, so the bad guy should die.
1: Exactly, right? and quite frankly, you laugh when he dies because he's an idiot who falls yeah. on his own sword and is floating in a pool being like, oh, this really hurts. It really yeah. hurts. Like, it's it's kind of funny... Um, they do mention suicide. They do mention, there is a little kid who dies in it. Um, Mm -hmm. so that might be scary for some kids, but like, still, Mm -hmm. it's not R rated worthy. You know, it's nothing. The violence isn't gruesome when there is violence. And when there is sexuality, you don't even see it. It's all from her perspective from things. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we get it. We get why she's like freaked out by this or Mm -hmm. why she doesn't understand. Um, yeah, I think that's a little ridiculous. Because yeah, mo- rating a movie like that can definitely hurt its yeah. hurt its chances.
0: Yeah, because this I again I feel I feel like this is this is made for like, like you said, like a 12-year-old and like a uh, 20 to 30 or 40 year old to watch together. And you know, because each one of them will come away with something different.
1: Yeah. And uh, I can think there's mentions of slavery involved, but I was watching a kid's show called Waffles and Mochi with Brian and his kid, and they mentioned they're going around to different restaurants, and it's a restaurant owned by a, um, a, a black uh, restaurateur, and he creates a lot of authentic, like, African-American foods and dishes and stuff like that, and he teaches the main character, oh, well, my parents came from here and we were enslaved, and explains it in a way a child would understand, so I don't really understand if that's like what they're worried about because kids should learn about stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I think it's a little ridiculous. Ratings. It, I don't always agree with ratings mm-hmm. personally.
0: Yeah. It's super ridiculous. Like I, I wouldn't have a problem showing that this is someone who's like relatively young, like obviously not someone who's like, you know, eight or nine or 10, but like, no. yeah, like, like someone who's like 12, 13, 14, even maybe a little younger depending on their, you know, because, like, it's 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 basically a PG movie.
1: Yeah, it's um, a PG movie. Like, I was watching Homeward Bound, and that scared the shit out of me when I was yeah. little. <laughs> so,
0: like... I, you know, I honestly feel like um, the never-ending story is more messed up than this movie.
1: The never-ending, first of all, I hate that movie, but I definitely <laughs> agree. Um, babe has blood in it. Babe yeah. has so many... Like I watched that with Ryan. He had never seen it before. And he was like, I thought this was a kids movie. I'm like, it is. <laughs> like, like you live on a farm. You learn about death. Like, I lived on a farm. There was death. And you learn about everything on a farm. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like, yeah, it's a kid. Like, when he finds Ma in the field after the, the wolves come, and there's like, there's blood all over her. Like, that's scary. Yeah, life is scary. <laughs> Especially if you're a sheep.
0: But... Yeah. That's the thing too. Like, I feel like good, good, um, stories for kids or people that are young. It like, it's a way to teach them stuff, you know, about the world, like about reality, about Mm -hmm. how you should be prepared for things in a way that's, you know, sanitized. It's not, it's not going to like be over the top.
1: Oh yeah. I don't want to scar anybody.
0: (laughs) But it's also scar. Yeah. Talking about the Lion King. Um,
1: exactly like yeah. Scar, Scar
0: murders his brother he yeah. wants
1: to kill yes. a cub he wants to kill a cute innocent I mean yeah it'll definitely become a man eater but like he wants yeah. to kill like this cute tiny little fuzzball <sighs> fucking Scar what an asshole yeah, I watched that remake recently and it pissed me off <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What the hell am I watching? I'm just watching the Lion King. Like, yeah, why did we do this? Fuck you, Disney. Here's my money, yeah. but fuck you."
0: Yeah, Disney, Disney, Disney. Ugh. Anyway, Anyway, um, yeah. So I think I think that covers everything. So I think that the next movie we should talk about, since we since we're on Tarzan, we should talk. We should watch The Cell.
1: I does it, it, is, is um, Jennifer Lopez in that?
0: Yes, Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Is in.
1: Because we had a VHS when I was growing up, and I don't know what it was, but it had a trailer in front of it, of the cell, and it scared the shit out of me. I don't know what this movie's about. I'm going to go into this cold. I'm not going to watch anything related to it. I'm not going to read anything about it. I'm going into this fresh.
2: So okay. it's probably
1: on the same VHS where there was a, a trailer for The Relic, too, but I'm not, oh, I can't be sure. Okay.
0: Yeah, the the cell the cell never scared me when I I watched it probably I probably watched it probably like 2001. It was probably like 13 or 14. It didn't really scare me, but it is it is a horror film and it's it's a very interesting film. It's a very interesting film. Like I really like it. There's some people who don't like it. Um but it'll be fun to watch it after watching this film and discussing them kind of one after the other.
1: I'm I cool think. with that. My my parents didn't always believe in letting us watch horror movies. So now yeah. that I'm older, I mean, I, now, now that I'm older, I'm do, I do something called September Fest where I watch nothing but horror movies because I was never exposed to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm cool. I, I think it was on a list of movies I did want to watch anyway. So
0: Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a very unique film. And it's very much... So, like, you know, I remember we were talking about when we uh, reviewed Dark City we talked about dark city and the the matrix. This is a, the cell is kind of like another one of those movies in that vein. Okay. Um, Oh man, I can't wait to talk about that. (laughs) And you, so you've never seen it, right?
1: I've never seen it. Like I said, there was a trailer for it on some VHS that we owned. And I don't, I wonder if I'm actually getting it confused with Dracula because of the costumes. I'm wondering if that's what's confusing me.
0: Yeah, I mean, what's her name did uh do the costumes for that film as well.
1: Yeah, now that I'm making that connection, after you said that, I'm like, I'm wondering if my little kid brain got confused with seeing other things. That could also be a factor, but yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, that's what we'll be doing next week. We'll be talking about the cell. We talked about the fall. Watch the fall, find find the DVD, you know, get your fire stick. Do whatever. Watch this film. This film is really, really, really good. And it's one of the best films of all time. One of the most underrated films of all time. One of the greatest kind of cult films of all time. Um, it's just, it, like, the fall is like why movies are great. Yes. Like,
1: <laughs> it is why I'm yeah. moving pictures. Are so fantastic. This yeah. is where this is why we kept making them to yeah. get to this point. Yeah. And you will not be disappointed. This is why people tell stories.
0: Yeah, thanks, Aaron. So Thank I'm you. gonna be on with, with Aaron later today for another podcast where we're gonna watch I forget what the two so I know we spanned the wheel and then it landed on a film I wanted to watch, Dogville. It's like a three hour indie movie. So I... <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're gonna we have talk tax about schedule.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> and so I also forced them to show to watch this three hour indie movie <laughs> after after watching uh Dougville and the Heat we're gonna watch. Uh very interesting mix of films. Alright, cool. So yeah, thanks a lot everyone. Thanks a lot Aaron for dropping by. Um uh and uh you know uh may the force
2: be with you.